0: Everybody. Welcome to the Loot Bros
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight we have a very special episode. This is our uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima? Tushima. Tushi. Ghost of Tushi. This is our game club for Ghost of Tsushima. We are super excited. We put together a great panel of guests and co hosts to talk about the game. We are going to go uh, light on the spoilers. We're going to kind of stay away from the end of the story because we do know that not everyone, including some of the Some of the hosts, some of the co-hosts, was able to finish the game by the time we did the recording, but we all got together. We brought on some Ghost of Tsushima experts, uh, some people who have really just put in the extra time, some people who've gotten the platinum. So we definitely have a wide array of guests on here to talk about the game. We're super excited about it, and I wanted to come on here and kind of open this up and let you know that by the end of the episode, we do kind of have a conversation on what game is next? And so right now, currently on Patreon, there is a three-way tie. So if you are a patron of the Loot Bros Podcast and you are interested in voting in the next Game of the Month Club, well, all you got to do is just come in any tier, whether it's the $1 tier, you know, $5 tier, whatever, you get voting access. And for the end of the... The time for it was we, October 1st. We started the the poll for the game of the month club, and then by November 3rd or November 5th, whenever we recorded, uh, we were down to a three way tie between Siphon Filter, Ratchet Clank, uh, 2016, and Death Loop. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a poll out that's going to go live with this podcast in the Loot Bros Facebook group and Loot Bros Discord. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have a seven day period where we allow the community to vote for the tiebreaker. So definitely if you're listening to this, get in there, get in the Loot Rose podcast group, get in the Discord. All the links are in our link tree, which are in the description each and every week. Go in there and check out the poll and be the tiebreaker. So we we let the we let the patrons get the first dibs. They usually well so far for you know the last game, so usually, I guess 100% of the time until now, now it's 50% of the time they uh, knock out, they pick out the game we're gonna play next, and we have a three way tie. So, we'd love uh, for you guys to come and be a part of that. If you're not a part of the Patreon, go and check out our Patreon. We have extra content dropping week after week. Some months there's extra content every single week, some months there's extra content at least once a month, but there's also the tiers, each tier has its own perks. The $1 tier gets you a special episode of the Loot Bro, of the Super Loot Bros Podcast each and every month. The $5 tier gets you uh, that and the Deep Dive. Both of them get you voting rights in the polls and, and picking the Game of the Month Club. And then there's the Patreon Producer tier, which gets you a shout-out on the show each and every week. And then the $25 tier, the Pledged is Pledged tier. You choose a host, you choose a game, and they have a year to complete that game and do a review. So... With that being said, this past month's Deep Dive was a pledge game. It was Final Fantasy VII Remake. I knocked that out. Oh, Thank you, T-Bird, for pledging me and pushing me through that game because that is a game that I kept putting off finishing and you'll have to listen to the deep dive to see what I thought about it. So a couple more things in the way of housekeeping. We have a, a YouTube channel. Please go check out our YouTube each and every week. We put the rips of the podcast on there. I don't put the special episodes on there, so if you want a special the special monthly uh uh, Driftcast. You have to go to the Patreon or be in the main feed. If you want two, two, three, six in the Comic Cast and the Loot Bros uh, Wrestlecast, whenever the guys can get together and talk wrestling, all those things are available early access in the Patreon at any tier, and they go into their respective feeds after that. So we just want to let you guys know that everything that we're creating, everything that we pump out there, we pump out there and give you guys access to. Okay, so. What I want to do right now is I want to, we're to start a toast, and then we're going to go into the backlog beatdown. We're going to go into the uh, uh, trophy, trophy achievement leaderboards, all that good stuff. Uh, but we have a community member, uh, a gentleman by the name of Carl Wakefield, who has launched the autumn trophy hunters competition and there are uh, prizes you know for PSN cards on there so guys if, if you look in the Facebook group and in the discord there is an Excel spreadsheet there are several posts in there if you want to be a part of the trophy war, All you got to do is message Carl. I told him I would put that stuff in the podcast and I would read out the results of the trophy contest. I'll do that after I knock out all this other stuff, but definitely go and be a part of that. Go and check it out. Even if you're not a big trophy uh, trophy hunter, just go jump into it and see what you, you know. you never know, you might have a good month. You never know, you might get into the spam, all right? So uh, that being said, let's toast. Let's toast to our wonderful community. Let's toast to all the great things we've got going on. Let's toast to the, uh, trophy competitions. Let's toast to the backlog beatdown. Let's toast to all that stuff. You guys are great. I want to give a special shout out to our Patreon producers. That's right. We have SADIC MZ Nitro. My name is Mayo and Redbeard Rick. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Alright, guys, here we go. This is the Results of the autumn trophy competition. So I'm going to read out just some of the top, you know, probably three to five people. And basically the way it's set up is uh, only certain games count. Okay, so it's got to be over three hours, I believe. Uh, No spam counts for this particular competition. And uh, every type of trophy has a point value: bronze or five, silver or thirty, gold or one hundred, and platinum trophies are five hundred points. Your points are accumulated, and it gives you the uh, the total points on this nice little spreadsheet that he's been working on. Everything is attached to your PSN profiles, and that's how it pulls your data. So if you're hiding trophies, <coughs> Tricky mick, you ain't gonna count. Uh, so in first place, uh, Dinah, ninety-one ninety-two uh, with fifteen thousand seven hundred and eighty five points second place would be the link master with five thousand three hundred fifty five the third place would be the gunner plays with well that's interesting because it doesn't put them in the they're not in order Hmm. hmm 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 let me back that up so technically i got those two mixed up all the other ones are in the correct order so, be first place would be mohammedina Second place would be the Gunner place with eight thousand one hundred sixty-five. Third place would be shay shay nineteen ninety-three with seven thousand nine hundred twenty-five. Let me double check. Then it would be Linkmaster with five thousand three hundred fifty-five. So, on the spreadsheet, those were a little bit out of order, but that's all good. Uh, And then so on and so forth. The next is 4,500. So there's a bit of a a gap there. Obviously, first and second place. There's always that one guy out there just showing everybody how it's supposed to be done. So definitely join the trophy competition. Definitely be a part of that stuff. And whether, again, whether you're a trophy hunter or not, it doesn't matter. Come be a part of it. I am, let's see where I'm at. I am, my points right now are embarrassing. I'm not even going to (laughs) tell. I don't even have a thousand points, so we're not we're not gonna read that. We're just gonna pretend that one's not there. So, all right, we're gonna hop on over to our leaderboards, where I'm not in the top three or five on that either. Alright, so in first place, affectatious donk with 2,354 trophies. Good God, man. That is the highest amount of trophies earned I have ever seen in a week. Uh just just absolutely crazy crazy second place staing wolf with 95 we got 2300 and has a jump to 95. CJ is the man without a shadow of a doubt CJ is the man uh third place tricky make 22 fourth place stink palm 15 tied with the grounded gamer so there you go there you go not not a big not a big week for us not a big week Tricky did get the Platinum in Gotham Knights for extra life, so holler, holler. That's pretty awesome. Good job. All right, we're going to head over to the True Achievements Leaderboard. All right, I'm Solomon, your bro, with 5,040 achievement points. Uh, Sony Pony to you at 1,010. GDI Master Ace with 546. And then Satic with 295. And then we'll give the bearded nerd a little bit of his. He got fifth place with 80 points. So... We're not really setting the world on fire on the Xbox front, guys. We actually only have 16 members in that leaderboard, and of that 16, there was zeros after the top six. So we got to, we definitely got to figure this out, guys. Our Xbox crew needs to show up. I know we throw shade and, and we poke fun, but we got to have those Xbox players showing up, man. We gotta, we gotta represent. All you game pasturbators out there should definitely be on this leaderboard for sure. Alright, so that is the Autumn Trophy competition. That is the leaderboards. And now what we're going to do is we're going to head over to the Backlog Beatdown. If you want to be a part of the Backlog Beatdown, this is a year-long event that we run each and every year. We change the rules up slightly to kind of make it interesting and keep it fun, but for the most part all you got to do is beat games, send us a copy, a screenshot of your trophy stamps, your achievement stamps, or the credits, and then we will enter you into our spreadsheet. This is the one where I've probably had the majority of my focus. First place, I'm Styling on Your Bro with 149 points. Second place, CJ with 102. Third place, uh, Diego with 100 points. Good job, Red Beer Rick. And uh, is next up with 99 points. Uh, then you, I'm bringing it up with 91 points. So that's me. Uh, we got Joseph Priestley, Mister Tmnt84 with 71 points. We got Gareth with 70. We got JT with 61. Jared with 39. Yield with 37. Alex uh, with 34. We got MZ with 33. Sadik with 26. Kali with 24. James the Nerd with 23. Drinking Mick. Uh, he's actually got more than twenty-two. He hasn't submitted for the for uh, Gotham Knights, but we're going to give him two points for that one. So he'll move up actually to twenty-four, and then the rest of them have not changed since the last week. So that's that. So all right, guys. So here's what we're going to do right here. We're going to jump over to our game of the month club, as Kalai has called it. This is our Loot Bros uh, game club, our know, book club style club. Uh, Discussion. I don't want to call it a review because I don't think anyone really gave a, a an actual review, but we did give our opinions. Um, I think that the majority of the people that have experienced this game and played this game alongside us had a good time. I want to give a shout out to CJ. Unfortunately, we couldn't line it up schedule wise with CJ. You guys know we always love to have our brother from Down Under on the show, so hopefully next time CJ will be, will return. I know a lot of you guys were asking if CJ was coming on because he is the fan favorite. Some would say he's the most favorite. So definitely want to have him back on the next one. But we were able to grab some excellent guests. And I think some of the first-time appearances were quite awesome. So this is a great conversation coming up right here, guys. About two hours of love for Ghost of Tsushima. So check it out. And again, if you're not a part of any of the offerings, Loot Bros is doing some community stuff. Guys, we need to get as many people involved as possible. We need to bring in our friends. If you game with somebody, send them. if you play online with somebody, if you got a boost group online with somebody, somebody, somebody whatever it is send them the loot bros podcast get them in our community and let's build this thing out man because it's the more people we add the more cool stuff we're doing And like this, uh, this autumn trophy competition, that is not something that the Loot bros are actually sponsoring or rather that's not something we're doing, but we're sponsoring, you know, we're just like, Hey, we will support it. I saw someone posting this in a trophy group. I'm like, Hey, let come over here. Come, come play with us, you know, and we'll put you in front of our people. And we've definitely got trophy hunters that want to be a part of this, even if it's just to have a little fun and communicate with people. So we definitely want to partner up with you guys let's do community events let's build this community out let's have a good time so we appreciate all you guys and we're going to head on over to the game club now Lou bros podcast we're going to talk about bitch games
2: and mow your grass Lou bros podcast we're going to slurp and talk about penises
1: Yo, this is this uh, is why Tricky backs it up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, so God. glad you
1: call that. I'm leaving all that junk in. Dang, dude, that was a good <laughs> freaking intro too.
4: Well, I the good thing I recorded, because I have everything.
1: I know, that's amazing.
4: <laughs> Yo, Kawaii, you should have said nothing and waited until he figured out like
1: halfway through the show. Oh, dude, that would have sucked major butt. Cause then I would have had to piece it all together with the uh with the backup. So all right, here we go. In five, four. Three, 3, 2, two one. One. what's up everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight we have our mm, Game of the Month Club, as it's been called. We are doing our Ghost of Tsushima podcast. We have a great panel. We've got some awesome guests. I have been super hyped about this conversation, not only just to talk about Ghost of Tsushima, but to have these specific guests on, okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce the newest uh, guest on the Loot Rust Podcast first, and then we're going to go around to your regular. So starting off, Thomas, uh, welcome to Loot Rust Podcast. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing tonight?
0: Doing very well. And let me give you a little bit of a background. I've been playing games now for over 42 years. I've uh, worked as a beta tester for Capcom. I actually uh, worked for a early uh, gaming magazine or online m- magazine at Game Judge based out of Chicago. I was Game Saber. I actually gave a 10 to Barbie's Horse Adventure uh, for the oh original my Xbox. Gosh, that's
1: amazing. It's tricky, that's your boy right there.
5: <laughs> my
4: brother from another mother.
1: That's right. That's right. Hey, this dude's going to fit in real good with the Loot Bros. That is tell awesome.
5: Me you, tell me you rated Hannah Montana 10 out of 10.
0: No, I I was so. You have to understand. I had played almost every game that's ever existed, so I have been so jaded by games that the only reason why I gave Barbie Horse Adventure a perfect ten because I had to imagine. I'm like I'm like 26 at the time. That I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a girl between the ages of five to ten. So you have to think of what everything they gave you. And the sad thing is, I'm being honest because I have a child now. She. Uh, It's four years old. The games that she has for the horse adventure games don't even compare to the Barbie's horse adventure game, which I actually still have today in my collection. And uh, I'm still very proud of that game um, because it's still better than most of the horse adventure games for any child that's out there today. That's sad that a game that's almost 20 years old is better than any of the ones they put out here today. It's amazing.
4: Well, I mean, let's, let's be real. Anything that was released 20 years ago is definitely light speed ahead of anything that's out today. Well, these yeah. were artists. Yeah,
0: these were people who actually loved. The, they weren't looking for jobs. They were actually doing it because it was a passion project. The tools were simple. Everything was new. It was the golden age of video games. You can say whatever you want to say about the graphics. It was the golden age of video games where we're doing Ghost of Shima tonight, which is an amazing one. The best games, in my personal opinion, it's in my top five best games of all time. And this game, to me, it resonates. But all the games before it, I mean, we can go over uh, Way of the Samurai. We can go over, you know, uh, Toshido Blade, all these other ones. None of them compare to the love and the passion project that Sucker Punch put into this. Sucker Punch went above and beyond. Sucker Punch made everything so amazing. And you understand, this wasn't about money. This changed the game. All the games that are going to be coming next year... Uh, for uh, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, uh, all these other systems, everything is going to be better because of Ghost of Shima. Ghost of Shima opened the door to get this back, because I don't know if any of you are old enough to remember, because I'm a very old person, but the the market was so saturated with Samurai, Ninja games, that basically people fell out love with it, because there was just too many of them out there. And, and then, of course, I don't know if you remember Road to Honor, where the girl had the little yo-yo, and she was... Um, let's just say she was improperly touched and she went on a revenge rage of using the yo-yo to kill everybody that kind of just basically said okay we're done
1: man I tell you what Thomas you just friggin nailed it right there alright guys this has been the Loot Bros Podcast the best <laughs> four minutes of your life <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome.
4: Why? Well, it's actually five minutes because you got to hit record
1: oh that's right that first minute you know I gave you that one for free so check it out guys I want to introduce how I met Thomas. So you guys have been hearing me on the show talking about going and trading games and buying games and flipping games and doing all that stuff, building my collection, slimming down certain sections of my collection. And I met Thomas on a, fa- on a Facebook marketplace, uh, and uh, we met up in person to do the old game swap, and uh, we just started talking about games, and he was so insanely passionate about some wrestling games, and I was like, dude, you got to come on the show, we got we to have this conversation, we got to talk, you know, like, I just fell in love with his passion for games. And as you can tell from that just that instant blurb right there, this man's got a lot to say and a lot of experience. And so he messages me. I told him I say, hey, check out the show. We'll we'll, we'll get together one day and love to have you on. Now a lot of people I say, hey, check out the show. They don't always necessarily do it. Thomas messaged me like a couple hours later. He's like, dude, I just listened to this, this and this. If you cover Ghost of Tsushima, let me know. I will play. I'll be on. He's like, I've done it all. I've played it through and through and maxed out my all this stuff. And I was like, funny that you mention it because, and I hadn't even announced it on the show yet. I hadn't even told my co host I was like, that on our Patreon, that was voted as the next game of the month club. So, I was like, yeah, once we do this, you're here. Thomas, glad to have you. Um, I'm super excited about tonight. So, we also have the commissioner, okay? The general, the, the attorney general. He is the man in charge of the backlog beat down three. It is... That once a goal, JT. What's up, brother?
5: Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I'm doing good, having a blast. Just uh, just finished up all of the tales uh, quests for Ghost of Tsushima before the show. Excellent. Uh, so that's done. Um,
3: I am. Um, I just watched uh, the fourth season of. Uh, the Dragon's
5: Prince on Netflix.
6: Oh,
3: okay, okay. I don't know what that is. But that's the, okay. The,
5: the Avatar thing. Like, the creator of Avatar created it after Last Airbender.
1: Gotcha. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Awesome, awesome. And then we have uh, our returning third chair, second chair. Maybe one day he'll be the first chair. Uh, we have our good friend and Luke Bros. Driftcast co-host. Okay. We got Matt
2: G. How you you doing? Hey, good to see everybody. Um, Been really excited to be on this episode for this specific game. I'd beaten it ages ago when it first came out. And then you played the game. And then I played the game, yes. (laughs) Um, It was this game being chosen by the... By the community that refreshed my interest in completing the Eki Island DLC, and it just this has been one of my favorite games to not care about the trophies and just play it for oh, the God. enjoyment of the game.
1: One of those guys. One of those. You know, I take back everything I said earlier about wanting you on the show. I didn't
4: even know guys like that existed.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, well they they don't they don't really so. Check it out. I wanted Matt on the show tonight because, Matt, you have a very descriptive way of ex- of, of explaining how you play games and your uh, intention with games. Very review style. So I was uh, super excited to have you on. I am super excited to have you on tonight. I think that you're going to be a good contrast from all the ridiculous energy that we've all got stored up to, to unleash tonight. So, uh Bringing up our next guest, we have the one and only owner of ProvenGamer.com. We have the soon-to-be overdosed trophy spammer. We got Tricky Mate. What's up, brother? Oh, he did it. Oh, no, he didn't. Now, you know what? You know what? I'll pop mine, too, then.
4: (laughs) I had to do that.
1: (laughs) How are you doing, man?
4: Oh, I'm tired. This is my seventh podcast this week. There you go. Uh, I Apparently, you go on vacation. You announce you're on vacation. Everybody wants you to come on the show. So I, I'm in this Facebook group, uh, No Rules Podcast, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, so somebody reached out and says, hey, I, you know, I want to do an interview with somebody. Anybody interested? I was like, well, I'm on vacation, so I'll do that. This dude flipped the podcast like literally an hour after we were done, he put it on he posted it up. Somebody else listened to two other people listened to the show. They said, uh, you know, they want me on their show, and it just like snowballed from that. Right. So between my podcast and I've this is now the sixth podcast I've been on as a guest, this is my seventh podcast in like six days.
1: Excellent, excellent. You're a frigging podcast celebrity, so I know you're getting geared up for Extra Life. Unfortunately, this show is going to post after Extra Life, so I'm going to go ahead and say, good job, Tricky. You raised $4 million all by yourself, and you spam the whole time.
4: Yeah, I'm not spamming at all. I, yeah. I'm not like you who you know, spams and then gets the community to give you a pass. Look, man. Look. I've been spam-free for 10 months and two, three days right now. I'm the people's uh, champion.
1: The people's champion. The people love Resident Daryl. Okay, they support him. They do. They
4: they, they, no. See the (laughs) the reality is they hate you, but they hate me more. Oh,
1: okay. Well, hey, I am the uh, least (laughs) worst of the two of us.
6: (laughs)
4: Yeah. Uh, But other than that, like you're saying, I I I do an extra life.
1: Yeah. So when is this show actually going to post? Do you know? Uh, It'll post Monday morning. It. Yeah, I always post on Mondays, six a.m. Eastern time. Okay, so I'm gonna do
4: a small plug if that's okay. Sure. Uh for actual life, I'm giving away a COD a a, a COD.
6: I'm giving away <laughs> a <love>
4: COD <laughs> for uh God of War Ragnarok. Um you're gonna get the PS4 and PS5 versions of it. You're gonna get all the DLC pre-order bonuses, all that stuff that comes with it. I uh purchased the collector's edition off of a friend of mine and I've already, you know, obviously I ordered digitally already. So you're going to get a digital code in order to win this, uh, this, uh, prize. All you have to do is go to my extra life page, which is tinyurl.com backslash tricky 2022 and donate $5. For every $5 you donate, you're going to get an entry to the prize. And then when the game actually launches, which will be two days after the show post, I'm going to reach in and just Pull a name out of the bag, and whoever, uh, whoever's name I get is going to win the code, and I'm going to send it all to you guys. So even though this isn't going to post until after Extra Life, the contest is still going to go on until release day, which is the 9th of November, which is Wednesday.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're super stoked. I did finally um, post uh, your little ad, your little your little blurb about yep, what you're finally. doing. Finally. <laughs> I uh <laughs> I knew I said I would do it, and I'm a man of my word. Yeah, uh,
4: as far as that goes, that's going until the 11th, so you have some time for that. Uh, if you come to the Twitch page and you uh, purchase two subs, whether that's a sub for you and a friend as a guest sub or just two subs, uh, any two new subs, if you do that, you're going to get a code for three months uh, of PC Game Pass for free.
1: Now, are we talking footlongs or six-inches? Uh
4: Whatever's your pleasure.
1: Ooh, $5 footlongs, longs, baby. Oh, we got one.
4: If, if, you <laughs> want a free, if you want a free three months, uh, all you got to do is cause come sub to the Twitch page, which is twitch.tv backslash Proving Gamer.
1: Well, I'm saving my subs for Saturday. So there you go. So check it out, guys. Uh, I know this is technically launching post- um, uh to Extra Life, but I will be joining Tricky. I'll be streaming, playing games alongside him, even though he went ahead and broke the rules and beat Gotham Knights without me.
4: I, I, I have to do a new game plus, so I'm down to help you
1: out. Well, but, I think what I'm we're going to do, we, we might just jump right and play some other things. We'll see. Well, may, maybe you'll actually, uh, you know, show up to save DC. Maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll save DC. That sounds like a great idea to play on stream. So, and we will do something fun and interesting to get you guys, uh, you know, wanting to pledge and do things. Well, I mean, again, I'm saying this like you're about to hear. It. Maybe I'll release this Saturday morning. Who knows? So, all right, check it out. Bringing up the rear as she often does, we have my co-host coming in, Clutch Kali.
7: Wow! 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 Was that Mario? No, um, a samurai. Oh, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst I've ever my heard in name
1: my life. Well, so <laughs> so okay. I
4: also I also want you to know that, you know, if you were on my podcast, since you're an actual host of the show, I would introduce you first before all the guests. I mean the disrespect by Daryl on this. Hey, you know, no, what?
7: no, I under I understand. Tricky ladies first.
1: There you go. Oh, oh, dang! She hated on Thomas, not you, though. That was backwards. <laughs> All right, check it out, guys. I know. Oh no, some of us have already given our opinion on Ghost of Tsushima. So what I want to do is I want to go around the horn and give you a quick second just to give your general thoughts. Um, <clears throat> you know, I will uh, start with my. Co-host Kali this time, since she has not actually said what she thought about the game. So, Kali, what are your general thoughts, spoiler-free, on Ghost of
7: Tsushima? I'm actually really, really impressed. Sony finally put out a first-party exclusive. That's really good.
6: Wow! Oh, wait, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Oh, no. I'm
4: leaving. <laughs> if this is gonna be Sony, I'm leaving right now. Oh well.
7: No, I actually I actually really really like the game. Um, we had a discussion, Matt and I. I said, wow, I'm really addicted to this game. I really like the gameplay. And he was like, well, then why didn't you like Horizon Zero Dawn? It's the same. I'm like, "Mm, mm, it's not the same. I don't know. There's something about this game. I just feel that I have more options for the play. So I'm really enjoying it.
6: Yeah, she's a (laughs) redhead hater. (laughs)
7: um, I'm only into Act 2 because... When initially I decided to play the game because this was for our game of the month club, I said, you know what? I'm just going to play the storyline. I'm just going to rush through the game so that way I'll be able to talk about it. Mm, nope. Mm-mm, couldn't do that. Can't do that. I need only one more thing to do to get past act two, but I'm like, oh, wait, squirrel. There we go. Let me go, <laughs> let me go do that. Today.
1: Yes. Yes. 100%. That's awesome. Awesome. We're well, good. I'm glad you like it. I know you Xbox fans aren't used to getting good games. So, I know that when you're presented with a masterpiece such as the Sony first party, it is very confusing. It's I'm sure it's actually a little alarming for an Xbox fan to go, "Ooh, what is this? This is a good game. It's a finished oh, game." Hold, hold up, hold up. Kyle, the <laughs> Xbox fan
7: he is PC Master
5: racist.
7: Thank mm. you JT. JT knows me better than my own host.
4: Well, look oh, at it. Look, considering <laughs> an Xbox is basically a PC. I mean, it's
1: really the same thing. That's right. The so only reason. I
5: mean,
1: we get real games, though. Y'all get hentai games and Game Pass. Come on.
7: Hey, hentai games are real games, too.
1: Hey, you know what? Equal opportunity yeah, yeah. They're, gamers they're, in this house.
7: They're, uh, they're 80 hours long.
5: Hentai ever
1: gamers need love to.
5: Have you, ever, have you ever played Melty's Quest?
1: No.
4: Never even heard of it.
5: Or Karen's Prison?
4: No, I'm good on this. The fact the fact that you're naming games that nobody's ever heard of speaks of volumes. Yeah, that's oh, right. No,
5: like you're you're just not a man of culture. <laughs> I'm not a man of culture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't watch hentai, you're not a man of culture. Dude, okay,
1: that's just, you know that's what? The meme. there might be some there might be some grounds there. There might be some grounds. You might have some. So JT, well, since you, since you're spreading your love of thing all things gaming, why don't you tell us your general thoughts of Ghost of Sushima? The story
5: was addicting. I'm sad that it w- that's over. Um, I I just uh, finished the final tale uh, qu- uh, side quest for uh, for one of the characters. I only have the epic uh, tales to go, and then all of the side quests are done. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm Very, very. I think it's very cool when, uh, when you fill up the 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 gauge, and then you press, uh, the two, uh, yeah, ghost mode. Just scare everyone. Is that that's like the the best feeling in the world? Just like going, like I am,
3: gee, so I will kill you now. Yep. One shot.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. Very, very cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. Awesome. All right, Matt, you've already shared a little bit of your love, but what are your general thoughts of Ghost of Tsushima? When I first heard
2: this game announced, I was very confused on what it was going to be. And as it became closer and closer to launch and everything was really developing into what the game was, I was really excited to play it. It was to the point where I didn't pre-order it because I try not to pre-order games whenever I could. So when I went to GameStop and they're like, yo, if you didn't pre-order it, you're not getting it. I said, okay, well, I just went home and (laughs) downloaded it digitally because I just, I needed to play this game on release. And everything about the game clicked. Every single function, every mechanic, every story beat. I've read reviews out there who said the story was predictable and no spoilers. I can see what they what they're saying but it doesn't take away from what the story did and I was really excited with the time I spent with the game and it was it's one of those I classify as one of those games that if I could stop like if I could wipe my memory and play it again it would just be that much better so I just I loved everything about the game Uh I used to play the Tenchu games relentlessly. So when this game gives you the ability to either take combat on honorably or take it on via stealth, and uh, it was... I obviously chose stealth for most of the damn game, and I think I scared my friends and wife when they saw how efficient I was at killing everything without raising any alarms. It was everything I wanted the game to be. And because it gives people the ability to play different ways, like Kali was saying, she has her favorite way of playing it. And because it does that, I think it spoke to the wider audience of everybody who wanted to play the game.
1: Excellent. 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 All right. <clears throat> Tricky Mick, what are your general thoughts of ghost of Tsushima? Uh,
6: initially when the
4: game was announced, my fucking <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, she got you. Yeah. Uh, the only thing worse is you could have done was the rock intro. Um initially when this game was announced, I was really disappointed that we didn't get another infamous game. And then but of course I was gonna play this uh from the start. And then when I started playing it, if you listen to Trophy Horse, initially I Didn't like it only because of the fact that it felt like I couldn't control it properly, and then I kept going because my co-host said that you know to keep going. It's you know it's worth it, and then I realized the control issue was on me, wasn't on the game. And then once the control hit, it was on. Uh, I've gotten the platinum in the game twice for the PS4 and PS5 versions. I did Iki Island. I didn't so much like Iki Island just because I felt like it was a departure from the where the rest of the story was. And I don't want to say what it is. Cause I, I mean, I think that's a little bit of a spoiler Overall, I love the game. Uh, it's one of my favorite games of all time, but I would not put it in my top 10.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, Thomas, you already really led in hard uh, with what you thought of it. So spoiler free. Um, do you have anything else you want to add about your general thoughts on ghost of Tsushima?
0: I would like to add that um, I, too, am a fan of Infamous, and I like the, uh, not only Infamous Second Son, but Second Light, the one where you play as the girl who was in prison. Oh, yeah. First First Light. Yeah, First Light. I'm sorry. And uh, she was an amazing character. But to me, this was something that was so special that you got to understand, this wasn't about the money for them. They spent so much time, the developers on that island, the real island itself of Tsushima, and... This was about something that they've been wanting to do probably since they were little when they were playing, you know, the old samurai games from back in the day, the 8-bit, even before the 8-bit, where it's just, you know, the little stick figures. And so this basically captures everything that you would want, you know, if you've been playing games your whole life or you've dreamed or you've even watched the old samurai movies, because this is loosely, you know, a love letter to um, the guy who created a, was it um. I can't think the name of it. It's the uh it's a samurai movie of uh, like eight samurais or whatever it is. And um uh, I think his name. Is talking Tava. about Kurosawa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kurosawa. And basically, you know, you could tell everything they did to it, the details, the way the fights are, the way the stance are, the way everything that's just put together and detailed. And I love how every character is strong. And it's not just it's not just uh Jin himself it's also the supporting characters and that the fact is that the person who saved him uh she's actually stronger than Jin, and she makes Jin the ghost and then and not only that is that this story should speak to everyone who is a human because we all have a conflict that lives inside of us of who we are and who we want to be and who someone thinks we should be
1: Yes, absolutely. That was beautifully written. Um, <clears throat> dude, i I agree with all of you guys. As a matter of fact, I think that I can take a little piece of everything each of you said and apply it to the way I felt about this game, um, starting with tricky. Like I was upset we weren't getting another infamous game. I have platinumed um, the second infamous game, uh, Infamous Second Sun, and Infamous First Light. I have beaten and almost 100 percent that vampire DLC that came out. And the only infamous game I haven't platinum would be the first one. And that's just on my list of things to do, but I love infamous. And I felt like every iteration got so much better and controlled so much better and made me feel like I could just go and do whatever I wanted. And I adore the infamous games. And so when they announced Ghost of, of Tsushima, I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. It's a Sony first party game. They are rarely misses, rarely misses. Uh, but I'm like, man, that's not really what I want. And so I kind of sat on the fence with this one. I got it day one. I still have my original PS4 copy in the wrapper. I waited. I wait, I sat on it and I listened to all my friends talk about how great of a game it was. I listened to other podcasters talk about how great of a game it was. And I'm like, okay, I will play it eventually. And it wasn't until we started the game of the month club where we let the audience and the Patreons, uh, the Patreon subscribers vote on the games we play that I actually put this game in and said, now is the time. Now, one of the reasons for me is because it's it's a big game. Everyone said it's a big game, and I'm like, uh, oh, big games. I, I don't have a ton of time to play, so I like to play a lot of smaller games or play a lot of games just a little bit to just have a little have have a taste of everything. And then when I started playing it, it clicked, man. And I'm like, this is so freaking good. The game plays amazingly. It is butter smooth. Like Tricky said, once you really get a grasp for really for me, it was the fighting styles, you know, swapping between the fighting styles for different types of enemies to continue that smooth and fluid combat. Um, The story is really good, but I would say the standout, the home run of this game is the it's beautiful. It is absolutely stunning to look at. Uh, I've been playing it in the evenings with my wife and she's been, uh, she's been watching her trashy reality TV shows. Like she usually does. But man, she's been watching you me mean, play this game. And she, yeah, basically. <laughs> but uh, my wife has even commented how incredibly beautiful the game is and how the lighting is just so next level. Like earlier, Thomas had opened us up with just this, this spiel about what this game is going to do for the industry. And I, I wholeheartedly agree that there are things about this game that are going to change games moving forward. This is... A I don't know that it's a generation defining game, but this game really was just beautiful. Like it's a beautiful game, and the production value is absolutely incredible. And I am having a blast. I'm really, really loving this game. Just like Kalai, I jumped in with this attitude that I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna mainline this game to make sure that I hit the time limits because you know, we pick when we do the game of the month club. We want to make sure that we don't draw it out so long that people lose interest, but we also want to make sure that we give ourselves enough time as busy people
0: because a lot of our Darryl, downtime. Well, go ahead. Didn't um, the magazine give it a perfect score? And this is the Japanese top magazine and said yep. that this is the yep. Yep. greatest respect to our culture and to our people that has ever been represented in a video game.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yep, the people of Tsushima Island yeah. have said the same thing. That, that, that this, is, this is outstanding. But you know, one of the things, again, just kind of going back to with the time, I, like this is a game that I, I said I'm going to go jump through it. I'm going to knock it out because I want to make sure I, I completed it. And then once I got into the game, I'm like, man, I, am, I love this so much uh, that I don't want it to be over. And I don't want to miss the, the squirrel, or in this case, the fox. I don't want to miss the, the little golden hawk or whatever it is. And, you know, the, there's certain things about it, and we'll get into, we'll break it down section by section here shortly, but there's certain things about this game that just, it keeps me so engaged in the world that I'm like, I, I don't want to miss it. I don't, I don't, you know, like, it's got the Assassin's Creed, like, overstimulation map for me. But
3: uh but yeah, what what you got, Thomas?
1: <laughs> no, but I will tell you a funny story. Um I was, uh, I jumped in one of the hot springs and my daughter came in and she's like, and my daughter's 10. She's like,
6: what is that? Why is there a naked man on your screen?
5: <laughs> you know, you know what I did was that I, I went to one of the hot springs and I was like, Damn, I want to go to a hot spring.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't Maybe I you one? want to jump in a jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, why don't I have one of those here? Like, well, I don't, screw uh, a jacuzzi. I,
4: I want. Can, a hot can sp- I just add something to the, the lighting you were talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have a 75-inch 4K television in my living room, and I have...
1: Um <laughs> uh,
4: I also have the Govi lights on the back, yes. which al- allows, you know, the the backlighting of the, whatever's on the screen, it projects onto the, the color onto the back. Somebody was talking earlier, I figure who it was, when they said they hit the uh, the ghost thing. I cannot explain to you how awesome that looks when you hit that ghost and the, the the like your entire your wall just turns red. It adds so much to the effect. So if you have it, go put the backlights on your TV when you're doing that. I can, it, it's so immersive because I was playing with headphones and with the backlights it, that like, it was like, whoa, like I felt
1: like I just murdered this guy. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. That That is one of the coolest features of the game. So I guess what we'll do now is we'll kind of go around the same way we did with just our introductory thoughts. And we're going to just kind of pick out segments of the game. So uh, I guess I want to talk about, um, just the 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 game mechanics first you know like the actual features and well t- and the ghost mode being one of them i thought that this game had some of the best game mechanics just some of the smoothest fighting some of the like the standoff mode uh earlier whenever uh, thomas was talking about you know having to choose i think it was actually um matt had mentioned it first just like you can go in stealth or you can go in balls deep and I'm like, I choose stealth the majority of the time until stealth doesn't work anymore, and then I'm like, oh, we're going in hot, and <laughs> that's really how stealth works, though, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh well, you saw me. Uh, I guess we're going. <laughs> well, I guess I'm gonna put an arrow through your face now. <laughs> but man, I'm telling you, like this, the standoffs, like. Having the option to just be like, hey, we're going to do this honorably. And then immediately it's like, oh, I screwed that up. Just let me throw some some uh, little daggers out. Let me put a sticky bomb on your shield and freaking let me turn it into ghost mode real fast and then scare everybody off, which that mode being just such a, such a satisfying thing. I want to get my kills up so that I can turn it into ghost mode and then literally watch people stagger and run away from me and then slash them. So uh man that was just that was just to me expertly expertly done. What would you guys think about that?
3: I I really liked the
4: combat in the game. I I thought it was a nice departure cuz depending on the enemy you could you were fighting you had a different you had to switch to a different stance. I really liked the combat. Once I got a hold of it and understood how to uh parry and how to you know dodge cuz you know that was my initial problem with the game was that I felt like I was taking too much damage as a Samurai, and I wasn't really fighting the way it should be, and then once I learned how to parry and how to dodge and all that stuff, it worked um that's the, the combat is what stood out to me more than the visuals I mean obviously the game is beautiful, but the combat is what really stood out to me with this because you know games like I'm sorry.
1: All right, guys, so we did lose a small chunk of the show here. We were having some technical difficulties, and typically I would just cut it, splice it. You guys wouldn't know, uh, but it was a nice little pause, and then Tricky's going to jump right back in here. But this game is great, and what we're doing is we're literally talking about how great this game is, and Tricky's doing a good job of telling everyone how much better of a gamer I am than he is.
4: Right. I, I mean, the the only thing that I would say about the combat, and I'll ask the panel the same thing, did anybody really feel guilty the first time you assassinated somebody and broke the code of the samurai? No,
1: nope, I broke it immediately. I was, I was I'm in, I'm the ghost from day one. I'm doing, all I feel today. bad. So I, I'm right there with you,
2: tricky, because one of the things that I'm sure we're going to talk about later is parts of the story and the heartbeat of what makes a samurai and how Jin had this, This duel inside himself, figuring out, oh, God, I've been raised this way my entire life, and now I'm no better than a filthy thief, or, you know, I'm a cutthroat, I'm worthless. And that one scene where he first assassinates somebody and has the flashback, you can see the pain in his eyes, and this is where the team did a really good job animating uh, Jin's actor, and just, you can see the struggle on his face and how much it was taking its toll on him mentally. Um, but yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Tricky. That first stealth kid was like, okay, this game is going to make you feel something.
1: That's like the uh, Laura Croft, the tomb Raider moment when, in and that, in that reboot, when she kills her first person and she's like hyperventilating and she's like really like, upset about it. And then after that, you kill like
4: 500,000 more people. <laughs> uh, you well, know, I said, I said that somebody's like, oh, you, you, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, that was emotional.
1: Yeah, it was a whole big thing. She's like, oh, oh, oh. And then it's like, oh, well, now that's over. Kill, 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 Because right. <laughs> I, I, I said on the show, I was like,
4: it, it what's disappointing is how fast she went from, I can't kill anything to let's murder
3: everybody. <laughs> I'm Nathan Drake, uh, baby. <laughs> there you go that's
1: right I didn't
7: I did not mind taking that leap to stealth kill I was like nope that's it I'll do it I'm good backstab
1: (laughs) that's me I was like oh can I slice his throat got
7: him Uh, then I was like can I assassinate him? Can I stealth arrow his ass? So like I'm like in the background going boink, and I'm like picking them off, and I'm like hiding again. I'm like yes, can't see yes.
1: It's so good too. Like like the just the array of of tools in your tool belt is like I can just go in and I can slice them, I can stab them, I can um hit them with the.
5: Yeah, no, 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 no wait. Ah. All right. So I I felt bad. The moment I felt bad wasn't when I did stealth kills. It was when I poisoned like five
1: yes, guys. Yes, dude, it's so cool. I was like, "Oh, no." How about the hallucination? <laughs> have you have you, do you guys do that? I rarely find
2: enough flowers to make that a regular um part of my <laughs> repertoire. <laughs>
1: Dude, that's a really, really cool option. And it's something I don't do much, but I was just uh, experimenting with it. And I was infiltrating a base the other night. And I took the little blowgun and I used the hallucination darts and I shot the farthest guy away from me because I wanted to see what it did. You know, I want to make sure it didn't do anything to screw up my stealth. Because, I mean, inevitably, I'm going to screw that up myself. And then the dude starts freaking out and then he charges the other guards and then they all start fighting him. And it just took, I mean, like the entire camp just charged this dude. And I'm like, oh, wow. I can just walk through here now freely. So I had three darts. I made three different dudes hallucinate. And I was like, dude, that is such it. worked. It is so effective. I've only done it. There's that, you know, that one sitting. Um, but, dude, that is that's just such a cool thing to be able to do.
4: I got to tell you what the, the only disappointing part of the game that I, you know, I, I'm in phrase. The only thing disappointing about the game to me was coming from the infamous games, the sucker punch, making that those games with the infamous games. There was always a good playthrough and a bad playthrough, right? I I was I was disappointed that we could not go through the entire game as an honorable samurai. Like we had to break the code and I get storyline wise why we did that, but it would have been nice to have an option where we went through the entire game as as an honorable samurai.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, like you said, for story purposes, they did it. They did a really good job of making you feel a certain way. And to an extent, even though you do, I mean, it's Ghost of Tsushima. So the name spoils, you know, part of the plot. You got to become the ghost. But there is a certain point where you're like, I mean, I don't have to assassinate people, but the more people you assassinate, the more of those little flashbacks you get. And that was just. I, I thought that was such a nice touch because the farther down that rabbit hole I got, I was like, dang, dude, like, this is like my third or fourth flashback over here. I'm over here doing all kinds of, like when you get your first, assa- your, um, your assassination where you can drop from above and there's that scene where your uncle is like, Hey, you know, that's, <laughs> that's like real, real bad. That's like not even a little bad. That's like a big bad. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. It is so much smoother than any Assassin's Creed game that I've ever played. Now, granted, I haven't played the most recent ones, even though I own them. So I don't know that I don't know if they're you know stealth aerial assassinations have gotten better. But uh, I, I quite like quite like well, so.
5: those Assassin's Creed games are more um, how should I say this uh, open world. Uh, they're not really stealthy games. They can be stealthy, but the the newer Assassin's Creeds aren't that. Stealthy. It's just like open world role playing game more than anything else.
1: Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Awesome, awesome. All right, hey, um, uh, Kali, is there anything you want to add mechanic wise?
7: I liked that I had the option. I didn't feel in Horizon Zero Dawn that I had the option because well, she so- had
3: someone left.
1: It's okay. He'll jump again.
3: It's fine.
7: I didn't- keep going. God. I didn't feel I didn't feel in Horizon Zero Dawn I had that option because in Horizon Zero Dawn you had a bow and arrow against a whole bunch of machines. So like I kind of like felt that I just didn't have that option whereas in Ghost of Tsushima I had that option. I could stealth. I could just be like, yo, want to take me on and then take three people out and then go into ghost mode, take another three people out and be like, yeah, bitch, that's right. I just killed you all. <laughs> she said,
5: yeah, bitch. <laughs> <Got him. laughs> uh, wait. The, there is something more than I like in terms of the mechanics. The of character progression and all those trees made it pretty customizable, in my opinion, on how you want to build. Yeah, to yeah, definitely.
7: definitely. See, I, I don't really felt like there was a lot of customization. Because like I just I've done so much I'm only on the second app and I've already gotten every single move that I could possibly get.
0: Did you? What outfit are you using?
7: The orange one.
1: <laughs> that tells us a lot. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, so. laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Thomas. There's there's a lot more there.
0: <laughs> no, the uh your outfit is actually makes makes you see different things like you used the traveler outfit you'll see things pop up on your map that you wouldn't normally see uh so if you check your map as you're traveling on your horse, you'll actually see things pop up because you're wearing the traveler's outfit now. note it's not good for fighting, so you have to switch your outfit for fighting. but whenever you're just traveling on your horse anywhere, always have the traveler's outfit on because you'll find so many different shrines, different techniques. And then on the side of the roads, make sure when you go to towns that you talk to the townspeople, because you may find somebody that's a traveler that has a banjo or, I I don't know what they're called, the the Japanese version of a banjo. Um, And uh, it's like, let me tell you a story about, you know, and someone is like, oh, uh, I have this armor, this ghost, some type of armor, some type of legendary um, bow, or some type of sword strike, or sword technique, and know, yeah, it's really cool, all the different things you can do um, because of all the things you different learn from going from town to town. And then, of course, you get different, you know, colors for your, um, I guess, for your, you know, your outfit that you're wearing um, later on. Because, I mean, look, I, I try to make all my colors gray or dark. It's it's like, if you're supposed to be a ghost, like, why are you wearing something that's shiny and yellow? Yes. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wear something where you can just see me out in the open. It's kind of like with Batman and Robin. You, you ever notice in, in the... Um the Batman. He he always wears very dark colors and everybody else is bright. So that way they see that right. them. They <laughs> everybody. It's, like, it's like, oh, we don't know where Batman is. Yeah, no shit, because you can't <laughs> see him and everybody else is wearing bright colors and you're focused on them. Yeah, hey, look
1: at Robin. <laughs> well, bright I, bright yeah. yellow, red, green, no underwear. Don't, I mean, don't kill no the bad. young boy. I'll, I'll be I'll be hiding in the shadows. Yeah.
7: Well, I did actually yeah, was coordinate exactly. co- color coordinating my hats with my outfit, which I kind of really liked. <laughs> I know. There you go. No, I am on the like the fourth armor. I did all of the I got the mission where I could get all the armor, the extra armor, did all that. Uh I never remember to put the travelers on because again, I feel that sometimes with the mechanics, like I like the fact you could change stances and I like the fact you can change clothes, but to me sometimes that takes me out of the game you know like if i'm tra- like i never remember to put the traveler's clothes on because i'm like oh i got it i'm going to encounter a fight i don't want to be in the middle of like exploring and all of a sudden there's a fight and i have to oh hold on i got to change my clothes to me that's not realistic
0: <laughs> wait i got to change my helmet <laughs> make sure you hit up
4: all those towers. everybody stop you know i i just, i just got to change my armor real quick <laughs>
2: yeah. can you can you not
1: kill me right now <laughs> <laughs> right i
2: i feel like this game could have benefited from like a loadout uh option you know even if it's just alternating between one or two
1: yeah i i I tended uh, it wasn't until shout out to jared friend of the show where he was like are you using your traveler's armor it like opens up the map and you can see everything more and i was like "Ah, i saw that i didn't really use it i need to let me flip over to it sure enough that's kind of what i stayed with until i unlocked my ghost outfit and then from there, I'm just been a ghost. Like I, I'm not big on changing the outfits. I definitely don't like all the colors. Um, every time I would upgrade my armor and it would give me a more funky looking helmet, I would take it off and put a headband on.
0: So yeah, I stayed with the Sakai armor well, When I- you change your armor, just Think of Zoolander when they <laughs> when they're all doing the gas and they're like, "Wake me up before you go, you go go." Just think of that, and they're all doing the little little gas thing, and they're doing the wardrobe changes. Just think of Zoolander, you, you know, because you know I'm a sorry, I don't, I don't watch I, bad movies. I'm using, a great
5: movie. I'm using the ghost armor. I, I almost think. have it fully upgraded.
0: Second one was horrible.
1: Yeah, I'm using the ghost armor too, JT, and uh, I I quite like it. I think I think it looks cool, and it has more of that. You know, hey, I'm a ninja right now. I'm not a samurai. Like, yeah, I'm,
5: I'm using I'm using the white one uh, because the game. Yeah, it, it turns white. So
3: uh, yeah,
4: I'm I'm using the Sakai armor because it gives you the one additional, uh, uh, standoff kill. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was using that for a while.
5: Oh uh, yeah, I, I need to do that for a trophy because um, there's one for getting max standoff kills.
1: Yeah, you have to get five and
4: one standoff. Good lord. Yeah,
7: how do you it, It's really not do you hard.
5: You just
4: uh you well, just well, when you show you up to a roll. standoff, you do the standoff and then as long as there's enough enemy standing around, once, you know, you get the first time and done, you just turn the next enemy like it's slow motion comes to you, you just have to time it to every time they're about to swing, you just hit uh square or triangle and, and you, you have to upgrade the armor enough to get to 5 kills, but Basically, every time you do a standoff, the, if there's five enemies in that group, they all come at you at one time, and you just have to time it right. The hardest thing is getting that first one, because they, they juke at you. Yeah. Once you do it, 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 basically, everybody else is in slow motion running to you, and you just have to time to hit.
2: There is a small tip for that first timing, and something that I've noticed. But even if he's juking, what happens is you see the screen slowly start to creep in like it focuses yes. in. Um, that means no more jukes are coming That the next one's going to be a uh, real hit. He's and, all out of jukes.
4: Yeah, the, the The thing is if you mess up that first juke, you're basically like on life support.
5: <laughs> yep.
4: Yeah, instantly.
5: Yeah, it goes straight down to like one yeah. slither of health and one more shot and you're dead type of deal.
4: Uh... Uh, now, one other thing, I, I I know like I'm a guest and I'm basically like... Nah, man,
1: this is, this is the community having a conversation. Let's rock and roll.
4: How did you guys feel? Because it's one of the features I hated worse worst of the game was the, for lack of better terms, the GPS system, where in the context of the game, it was the wind that yeah. showed you the direction of where you're supposed to go, but to me... The, having to keep doing the wind to find out that I'm going in the right direction was a little bit annoying. Where there wasn't like a a line or something saying. Now I understand in the context, like of the game, the wind is you know fits the aesthetic perfectly. But how did you guys feel about the wind? I, I
0: loved it. Rather, I would have rather had an arrow. Loved it because uh, it didn't hold your hand constantly.
1: Yep, I agree. I, I, I loved it. Go ahead, JT. I'm sorry. I
5: would have. I would have rather had an arrow, but that's just because like. I want to move on to the next game. No offense, yeah. I, I I have a lot of games.
1: So, yeah. So, so I started off that way, JT. I really did. And for me, I was like, okay, I think this is a very interesting mechanic. I think that's very neat. And for the game, it it's, it makes it it's very cool. But for me as a gamer, I'm like, you know what? I love whenever there's a waypoint. I love when there's a navigator. I love freaking Dead Space because you clicking your thumbstick. Boom! He throws like a little line on the ground and it tells you exactly where you need to go. And for me, I don't like to just get lost in the world and figure it out unless I choose to play that way. What I loved about there should
0: have been an option.
1: We'll see what I love about this game is if you don't, if you don't roll your hand across the touchpad 90% of the time, you don't, it doesn't, the wind's not really blowing and telling you where to go. Like sure. When something major happens, the wind will, will go. And if you're on a quest and you do something or you, you know, let's let's say like, for example, like when you go and, oh, uh, here's a tail. Do you want to start this tail and and stop what you're doing? I'm like, no. And then as soon as you back out, the wind blows again just to kind of show you which way you need to go. But for the most part, this game gives you the option to just go and play. And I do that. But what I love is whenever I'm done playing, okay, where am I going? Let me roll. Let me roll my hand across the touchpad. So, I personally thought it was very is very cool, and it was a good use of the touchpad. You know, everyone complains that like, oh, we got this touchpad, but we don't ever use it. Goes to Sushima's like, uh, hold my beer, hold my sake. I
4: don't know. I I just felt like when it came to the wind, just for me personally, when it came to the wind, I felt like it wasn't a, a sufficient way to navigate. Okay, bye.
2: what what makes you say that? And I'm asking just genuinely from a, it, you know, if it wasn't efficient, I don't think it would be as. I'm, I'm trying to think of the term. Like everybody used it, most people had no problem with it, in that it got them to where they needed to go. So from an efficiency standpoint, you're just looking for something that goes, "Hey, here's the exact thing you need to go to," right?
4: Well, not necessarily. I mean, and, and also my issue with it could just be a personal issue because I'm colorblind. So sometimes with all, still better than Borderlands. <laughs> sometimes Sometimes with all the colors and everything like that, I didn't exactly see the wind. And I just I felt like, OK, I have to go from point A to point B. But obviously there's a long distance and I'm going to have to navigate mountains or cliffs or a lake or whatever the case may be so as you go around the uh, cliff or something like that, you go back to the angle where you think you're supposed to go. And then, you know, you haven't checked the wind in 20 seconds. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, no, I'm way off. So it's it just to me, not necessarily like I needed a line, but I felt like they could have done something saying, hey, you're getting off track or, hey, you know, go to the right a little bit more, or go to the left a little bit more. To me, it just wasn't that efficient. Now again, that could just be my issue because I didn't see the wind or wasn't checking the wind as often. But I just felt like there could have been a better navigation. Instead of having to constantly hit the touchpad, maybe keep the wind going.
5: Yeah, no, no, Tricky, I'm I'm with you on that one. Okay. You're not alone.
1: I definitely caught myself getting lost on the mountain areas a little bit as well. But I have a tendency to struggle with that in all open world games, Uh, especially good God Far Cry games. Like you can have your little navigation point and it says go here, but you can't actually go up the mountain. So you got to go around it, find a cave, crawl underneath it. Um, I thought this one handled it a little bit better because the wind would obviously kind of blow in the direction you needed to go on a ground level. Um, but you know, I can, I can, I can see what you're saying, Kalaya. Did you uh, struggle with the wind at all, or did you like it?
7: At first, I was like, "Oh, this is really weird," but then I kind of grew to like it, only because I've played a lot of games. I've played a lot of RPGs, and RPGs tend to point you a point, go here, go here, go here. So I found the wind such a new mechanic in a game that I was pleasantly surprised that I'm not going to have the same thing over and over again. And sometimes I did have to pull up the map just to get me a better idea if I'm going in the right direction. But generally I think I really did like the wind.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. Now, Thomas, uh, I don't, I know you've kind of spoke around about it, but did you, what did you think about that mechanic specifically?
0: I think it was perfect. And for what they were trying to do, because remember they're trying to get you a feel of what a samurai would feel like, you know, because his spirit is broken as, as a, a human in general because of what he's go- gone through, what has it happened to him. And so, you know, I mean, God, I think he's delirious because he really hasn't eaten that much. And so what better thing to do than listen to the wind? But they should have gave you the option to either have a wind, to have like a chime. Or to have, like, um, I don't know if you ever played the original Fable, where you have the little oh, little magic yes. dust at the bottom from time to time that leads you. Because, uh, you know, Xbox actually had some pretty good games, uh, you know, at one point in time. Back in the good
1: day, day. D- um, Days, baby.
0: Did they and,
6: ever have really games? Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, man, back in the day. Well, the thing was, is that, not not to get off to- topic, but they've thrown so much money in Japan. And uh, if you remember this, this is very early. Uh, they they actually had a deal with Level 5 games called True Fantasy. <coughs> Look that up. True Fantasy. Uh, and it was supposed to be an online game for the Xbox. The original Xbox was going to be an MMO. And all of a sudden, it just disappeared. And then the new Dragon Age came out. Hmm. You hmm.
3: said so this is going to be with Level 5 games?
0: Yes, Level 5 games. And it was called True Fantasy. It was actually on a lot of uh, early demo discs. That came with some of the games like if you had crimson skies and some other ones that had videos for it and if you had like a couple of japanese imports like i have um a couple of ones called wild rings for the original xbox where it has all different classes fighting each other from like wrestlers to boxers to the mma to kickboxers all fighting each other and it actually had like the little video demos for it but not that's nor here or there but the japanese and the culture of them having the wind and what it meant. But again, I think because we're Americans, we're very spoiled or Westerners, whichever one you want to call it. And that we're so used to having our hands held from GTA four, GTA five, or just all these other different games where it's just like, Hey, I know you're easily confused and you're moving on to the next thing so so forth. So we're just gonna make things very easy for you. but they just wanted to try to change it and do something differently. And this is where like people like IGN and other people had problems with it because they also had a problem with the win thing. There's like, oh well it's too difficult. It doesn't really tell you what you need to do. Hey, if you want to know difficult, play the original Borderlands when they take you to a place and you're looking around and it's like right there on it. It's like what the hell am I supposed to do? And then this is before like, you know, you have to have people doing good tutorials on YouTube and you're just like looking around for like an hour trying to figure out what you're supposed to do in that one little spot.
3: Um so Thomas, I know
5: what they did. They they decided instead of going with that MMO, they're gonna wait until the PS three and come out with White with White Knight Chronicles
0: (laughs) one and two. You know, I thought White Knight Chronicles two If they didn't charge you money, it actually could have been good.
5: Yeah. These are like, they're they're like, it's an MMO, but it's not an MMO
0: type of thing. It's so weird. They're like co-op MMOs. Oh, you mean like Fantasy Star Online? The original? Well, that was still an MMO,
5: technically. Uh, Well, it was a hub-based MMO. It wasn't like a traditional MMO. It's...
4: Maybe, well, maybe they're just waiting for the next Dreamcast game to come out.
1: There you go. I'm still so, waiting. <laughs> I love the they, Dreamcast. They right.
0: literally just like, were like, oh, let's oh. But, use- but to get back to Ghost of Shima, <laughs> uh, I really think that what they wanted more than anything else was to try to do something different and something unique because um, Sucker Punch had made so many games that had been that connected to all of us. Think about this. I mean, who doesn't love Sly Cooper? Who doesn't love Infamous? And so it was one of those things. I just wanted to try something new and, uh, you know, it's kind of like, well, some people loved it. Some people hated it. And then we'll, we'll see what they do in the next one. And for the love of God, please, you know, I, you don't have to do the same story, go to Kyoto or go somewhere in Japan. And, uh, let's, uh, move on to the next ghost and a, a different story. I mean, have like maybe two people and then add a little co-op consp- you know, I can't wait till we talk about the co-op in this game or just the online mode. Cause this is the pure, this is the, this is something that wouldn't even expect that they gave to you for free. You can, Legends you can charge mode. money for. Yeah, well, while, absolutely.
1: While we go ahead and jump into it, since since we're here, I've never played Legends Mode. So I've had some friends that some coworkers tell it, me that that game. was so good, and I know that that you immediately told me about your time with Legends. So while while we're, while we're talking about just things we love about the game, why don't you tell us about Legends Mode?
0: Sell it on us. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, Legends Mode to me is something that's so special and so different because they didn't have to do this this was originally announced for the four years or excuse me the six years it was in development as a single player game no one knew this was going on maybe except for the people who were very close to the project and everybody was tight-lipped usually everything gets leaked nothing was leaked about this at all it was just dead silence you didn't know i didn't know and basically we all believed that last of us 2 was going to have multiplayer and it didn't uh but that's nor here or there now, this comes out in September to little to no fanfare. Nobody knows what's going on with it. And then you, you turn it on, and you're not playing as Jin Sakai. You're playing as these different ghosts in this different realm. And how you build your character, there's four different characters. There's the Ronin, there's the Samurai, which is the tank. The Ronin is basically your archer, excuse me, uh, basically your healer. Um, of course, the assassin, which is, you know, the, the ninja. And then you have your archer. All these characters are all different and they all have uh, specialties. What makes this so good is that they have a story mode inside the multiplayer where you can play two people co op, or you actually have a different story mode that's ungodly hard, by the way, where four people can work together in order to try to win to beat um, this demon. Uh, and she's a demon ghost. And it's just so many different stories in Japanese lore all based together on the Oni and everything. I don't want to tell too much about the story, but how you build your character makes everything. I've been playing the multiplayer now for almost two years. Uh, I kid you not. All my characters are level uh, 120, which is the highest you can go. In uh, Even my uh, assassin uh, personal level up, I think he's like 156. Um, and then Every build does something different. So depending upon what you're playing, if you're playing uh, survival mode, if you're playing nightmare survival mode, if you're playing, they have all these different modes. That, and each mode that you play, or rivals mode, each mode you play, everything changes based on your setup. In other words, you could be. It's kind of like um, uh, what is it um, uh, like a Souls game. You could be as strong as can be, your guy could be completely maxed, and a clown can beat you, like a low level can beat you if you're not using the correct weapons, if you're not using the correct setup. Everything matters. And and then if you have everybody that works together, like one person's a healer, you could have two samurais or maybe two assassins. everything, Everything makes sense. In other words, if you work together and then the story mode inside it is so good, and then there's the different story mode, and the four-player story mode, which is the nightmare mode of uh the Elo Tales, are just you have to work together. In other words, if you had people who are jerks, you're not gonna win that mode.
3: Now that, that uh um, give right? someone
0: else a chance to talk. Uh yes.
5: Okay. This is the raid, right? The four player is the raid.
0: Yeah, the four players is the raid or survival modes. In other words, you can either do the raids or survival modes. And the two players is really good because, like I said, each story is different, but it's all leading up to the, the same story uh, inside the the tales because you're playing has, has ghosts that are, you know, I guess they were you know, like, you know, dead samurais or whatever brought back to life to fight this evil and save the the regular people um and it's it's just really cool and then all the different build outs and the, everything you get all the extras for like okay if you kill this many people this way if you do this this way or that i mean everything is just so cool and i hope uh if they do another multiplayer it's just as good because it's so addicting because you can make five you can make five different characters of the same person if that makes any sense in other words uh like your assassin could be a poison assassin, he could be a healing assassin, or he could be an assassin that' basically just keeps constantly uh assassinating and then going back and and uh throwing a smoke and assassinating three different times and then building it back up depending upon how your build is and can, there's can, so many things are special
5: go ahead i'm sorry can, can a assassin tank like is there is there a way that every role can do everything?
0: No, um, the assassin cannot tank, so okay. in other words, if the assassin is being overrun by archers, he will be taken out quickly. The assassin needs to use his quickness, his speed, and kind of just move around like i like my favorite is the poison assassin, where like when I go invisible um' it, I'm sending out a poison that poisons all the enemies around me, so you'd be like fifteen enemies around me, and I poison them all, and then basically I, I assassinate one and I can go uh poison them again. And it's it's really cool. I mean, I, you'd have to see it, man. Um, I actually did a great tutorial on my uh, Twitch channel of uh how to assassinate twenty five people in about fifteen. No, no, uh, I think it was like in five minutes, and I assassinated like fifteen people all in like a, a survivor mode by myself on my uh, one of my former channels. Um, but uh, this the uh, tank, which is the samurai. Uh, if you you can have so many different builds with him. But the overall best character is probably the, the assassin because he can help everybody out. Now, the Ronin is just a healer, but a very, very powerful healer. And then um, he's using basically medical bombs where he can heal you with the bombs. He can raise you from the dead and uh, he can set you on fire and just all the different elements that go into it. They You could tell, again, this was a passion project and somebody who loved old school RPGs, and loved, um, I don't know if anybody here played Magic the Gathering. I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm hoping yeah. someone has. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got, I got um, my modern. God. I got my modern. So, I got my, um, modern, got my there's, <laughs> there's so much that, that they take from Magic without having a card game, and it's just, you can't do nothing but respect this, and, and it's not only just respect it, because we talk about how beautiful the single player is and the story is, the story inside this and then how you build your characters is also amazing. And then like on the difficulties, when you change it, you get better rewards. But, um, look, I, I carried my friend, uh, I would say for about four months in the game. Actually, nine, four months. I would say three months to get him where he needed to be. And, uh, his character today is, you know, almost as good as some of my characters, but he doesn't invest the time to just keep messing with your, um, your setup. If you keep messing with your setup and add more gear and change your gear, just like your kunai's can make a difference. Like, let's say if you have your kunai set up for supermassive, which probably no one here knows what I'm talking about. Let's play the multiplayer. Um, and then um, supermassive and hidden kunai's, which you throw five at once, but you also have it set where uh, it, re, it, re- it cools off. So it cools off, so I could throw th- five of them, kill five enemies at once, and then it's already set to use again because it had a cool off mode attached to it at the highest level. And, um, you know, if you have like 15, 20 people around, you can kill all these guys within mere seconds, depending upon how your guys are set up.
1: That's awesome. I'm, I'm so glad you shared that because I I, haven't touched I'm it sorry.
0: Yet. I, could, I could go on, but I don't want to sit there and, and hog up all the time. Well, so, I'm sorry, I just have
4: one question for you. What is your Twitch page? Since you said you stream on Twitch
0: sir my twitch is saber rider 13 i just restarted that one um and um it's very family friendly i try not to use any profanity i do a variety of games but um i had to just recently start that one because uh my my child had basically did something to mess up my other one and uh i do a lot of kids games i do like the smurfs uh, I do some stuff for her. I just did the, um, Disney, the new Disney one, the enchanted one or whatever, which is basically kids. It's basically D- Disney Sims game more or less for kids. But, um, I haven't did, I hadn't put no ghost on it yet, but I'll probably will put some ghosts on it and, uh, I'll put the multiplayer on it and it's, it's awesome. But, um, I try to be family friendly, you know, and, and, and do a variety. And if anybody has any requests, I kind of have every game under the sun cause I have no life outside of my child. Uh, so uh, are you? Are anybody you playing ever request, uh, 2? Saber Rider Thirteen. Excellent. Yes, sir, I am. And uh, yeah. let me say it's one of the best Modern Warfare's I've ever played since the original Modern Warfare Two. And no one's calling me the N word. So that's <laughs> all. Right. I, I gave you a follow.
1: No okay. one's called you the N word yet.
0: <laughs> that 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 is well. I hope that they don't now. Uh, in the original Modern Warfare, just just uh, I'll make this quick. Um. I have never been called a profanity and a racial slur so much in my life than I have then. I I understand when I was growing up, I was called mixed breed and whatnot. I understand that because, you know, I'm Irish and Comanche Indian, but, um, uh, yeah, I've never experienced so much hate and visceral, and this is why dude, I'm not that great. I mean, I can maybe average maybe 15 kills to 20 kills a game, but seldomly I get a nuke, but yet I got a lot of hate, and I'm thinking, why do you hate me? And I thought, oh, they hate me because they ain't. That's right. That's right. They they
5: hate you because they're 10-year-old kids
1: that's right that all banged your mom Oops. so check it out
0: <laughs> no 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 no. The, 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 this is actually before 10 year olds actually could afford to play call of duty because you got to remember this is the original xbox 360 yeah
5: it didn't really actually cost that much um i was i was 14 that i had a 360 uh it wasn't didn't, didn't take that long for me to get it
0: yeah okay so okay so how do you like the three, three mode i'm sorry to, to cut you off
1: what were you saying about the which mode was that thomas
0: the uh there's a third person mode for uh modern warfare 2 um and it's unbelievably amazing just because i i'm horrible at first person i love third person this is why ghost of speaks to my soul and i put it in my top five games of all time because i love third person where you can see the character you can see his reactions to everything and, and going back to the story of Ghost of Shima, when you see him kill somebody or you see him actually sneaking up on somebody, you see the pain in his eyes. Whoever the artist was that was doing the rendering or the artist that basically was doing the facial features of when you were going to assassinate somebody. If you get a chance tonight and you play it, just stop it and take a picture when he's getting ready to kill somebody and you look at his facial features. You see the hurt in his eyes that he's doing something that's against his cold code and what he's learned his whole life this is this is basically again this is a a fight within oneself and has like i said all human beings all of us here have basically been told what we're supposed to be in life what we're going to be in life and then what we choose to be we don't always choose what we want to be but we're all have a ghost inside of us
1: there you go there you go excellent excellent awesome okay so uh i want to i want to jump into something else with ghosts okay We've talked about how beautiful the game is. I want to get back to that. But before we, we talked about mechanics, we talked about the multiplayer, but I, there was something that, that popped up that I forgot. I was like, I got like little notes and stuff that I, things I just want to spur conversation with. What did you guys think about the duels like the actual boss fights and the duels?
0: Uh, I, I beautiful. Them. Amazing.
3: Go ahead, JT. I
5: loved them. They were, they're very cinematic. Yes. Um, I I thought it added charm to the game. And on top of that, there are, um, there are duels throughout the map where you face Ronin's. Yes. And, uh, those are also really, really cool. Hey,
1: I, 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 dude, Oh my gosh. That's one of my favorite parts of this game, man, is getting to a point where you have the duel and it slows everything down. And
5: uh everybody everybody on both sides are watching.
1: Yes, they all circle around like a schoolyard fight and they're like, "Oh man, what's about to happen?" And ooh, you pop ooh, ooh, Yes. And you pop your 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 katana loose from your uh from the sheath a little bit and I was like, "Oh, here we go." Dude, I I did one the uh, few nights ago. Uh this was at the, the end of act 2. I was going into act 3. There was that, you know, there's that long mission where you essentially take over the castle or whatever. And Oilers. Well, I'm not not going to story spoilers. I mean, who who even
0: knows what the castle
1: is, right? I mean, uh, (laughs) Princess Peach. Okay,
0: let's let's move on from that and talk about the greatness of the – when you talked about the duels, you know what those duels remind me of? You ever watch Clint Eastwood uh, Westerns? Oh, yes. The Spaghetti Westerns, where it's like – it's like, you know, you're standing in the middle of the, you know, outside, you know, from saloons. And it's like a. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah.
0: yes, yes, yes. It, it totally does. It totally does. That. So what's awesome. It, it feels like the old spaghetti western. Yes. And, and, and I thought that was so cool. Where You For guys sure. are getting ready to go out there like Wild Earp and the Doc Holiday. Yes. I'll
1: be huckleberry. So there's this one scene where I, I go in I just drip through all I these think guys. That's what
0: makes it so special.
1: Absolutely. And I've got my, uh, you know, your L1R1, your triple slash power up that you can unlock. And then I've got my ghost meter filled. I go into a duel. I immediately smack this guy with the one, two, three, click in my ghost mode and just wear him down to no health and then finish him off. It was like the, I blasted through this duel because I had everything kind of powered up at that moment leading into the fight. And I felt like. I felt like a true samurai. I was like, I just freaking waxed this dude and all his homies stood around and watched him getting spanked.
5: (laughs) I killed the mongrel scum. So,
2: so interestingly enough, there's, there's two aspects I want to talk about the duels. First and foremost, a lot of the duels, they take away a good portion of your armament where you're fighting out in the wild. You have access to all of your, your kunais Mm -hmm. and your smoke (laughs) bombs and your uh, black tar bombs. But you go into a duel, guess what? It's just you and the other guy That's right. sword Any on sword. That. Yeah. You you lose a portion of the mechanics you've been used to, and it forces you to learn the the mechanics of sword fighting. And there are actually costumes that help you with that, whether it's a costume that helps you gain back health from your resolve, or if you um if, if you're trying to hold up extra combos. You can you can outfit for a duel and that's great. And one of the things I don't recall it happening in the base game, but in the Iki Island DLC, you take on duels with people who aren't necessarily other samurai. You take on fights with other Mongols. And what happens there is they change their weapons mid-duel. Whereas first they're using a spear. Then they'll go to a sword and shield. Then they're going to go to dual swords. And you have to recall quickly what stance you're using and quickly change that mid-duel. Whereas in a lot of the base game duels, you could just go with your your stone stance and you're fine for most of the fight. Um, but in the Iki Island DLC, you have take on duels that you actually have to pay attention to what they're doing and change your stance accordingly. And I thought that was a really neat thing to include in the DLC. I kind of wish they had more of that in the base game. But the duel specifically, they do pay homage to the old Karasala films. And all of the things you see between Jin's stance and him clicking the sword out with his thumb, all things that were done in those old movies that, again, the artists and the game director. Thank you. Yes, perfect. Uh, that was done in the Seven Samurai that these directors and game artists paid so close attention to and wanted to get all the details right. And that basically sums up this game. All the details that they paid attention to and respected and included just kind of summed up everything. And the duels were a big part of this. And not to get too spoilery, but the last thing you do in the game is a duel. And it's probably one of the best things that this game offers you.
0: No question. This, what makes the game so special outside of just the duels is just how like uh, your relationship, spoiler alerts for some people, with your horse and how like you basically treat your horse as things go through. And, um, you know, the connection you make with each character, the writing was right on point. Uh with everybody, and like even the people who you know some let let's say are dishonorable toward you, um you feel everything has a purpose, everything has a meaning nothing is everything is done, and it's well calculated
1: I agree, I agree, hundred percent so
7: though a couple of times when I was using my horse, I do have to say I accidentally jumped off like. Uh, Yes, (laughs) a a high mountain. And just like I was like, no, not my horse.
1: I died so many times, or hurt myself rather, so many times because I wanted to (laughs) jump with the horse, but instead I just jump off the horse.
4: A little bit of a spoiler. How did you guys feel when uh, your horse was a (laughs) Uh,
2: That
6: was
4: a big spoiler.
6: Wait, really? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry.
4: I am so sorry, Kali. I totally forgot you haven't got that far.
6: What?
5: Uh, the hell? Oh, dude, my she's God. You're, you're, that's her, you're, you're, that's her you're next you're mission. Horse. Your horse gets joined, Kali.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not, very sad, too. Not my special die. edition horse. Your horse learns how to talk like Mr. Yes, Ed. It's going to die, die. Kali. It's going
4: to I am so sorry, I'm seriously, I am sorry. I, <laughs> I totally forgot you
5: hadn't got to that point yet. Try jumping you're, in there you're and grow that attachment, and then you're going to lose it. Yeah. And then at the at the end of it all, then you're going to have to pick a new horse. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but I, I will say, because you guys know my love of The Last of Us, I will say I hit the emotional level that I felt at the
1: beginning of The Last of Us. Oh, dang. It, it was a tough one, man.
4: I, I immediately paused the game and texted Alex and yelled I'm like, you motherfuckers didn't tell me this horse was going to die. I was I was distraught.
7: You yep. know, tricky. I'm going to absolutely have to rename you. Why is that? Because your new name's going to be Roberto. Oh, for oh come point. on! <laughs> oh, dang! She's going,
2: Stop.
4: Uh, no, no, who I am? I am seriously sorry. I, I, I totally blanked on the fact that you haven't gotten that far yet.
2: Side side tangent: When I was playing through Gears Three, uh, a certain spoiler, a certain death was told to me at work, and I hadn't gotten to that part of the game yet, and I almost stood up and choked the guy. <laughs> Dude, that's a big <laughs> wait, one too. Wait, wait.
7: which game? I was going to ask which Gears game? of War 3. Gears of War 3. Dude, Gears of War 3. I had um when yeah, when um oh god, what's the cowboy game? Red Dead De- Redemption. When Red Dead Redemption came out, I waited and I got it on used and I was so excited. So I came like I started it for a couple of hours. I came into work the next day and one of the guys I was working with is a, is a a big is a gamer. And I was like, "Dude, man, I totally started Red Dead Redemption. It's so awesome." He looked at me and he just told me what happened at the end of the story. Oh, what the f.
5: <laughs> and then you I slapped could,
3: this shit I could
7: not for the life of me ever pick the game up again. I could not get back into that game because that, he just he just a, literally said, hope. "Yeah, he was like, He's like, I am so sorry. I thought you meant that you played and beat the game. No, I just bought the game.
4: <laughs> that that's I'm sorry. That's a real dick move.
7: It, I know exactly.
5: Oh, uh, all right. It, it's like it's like a, it's like that time when like somebody y- you watch an anime that's extremely long, and then somebody like just spoils. Oh, this random guy that you really like over here.
1: Dies. Naruto dies. Well, <laughs> <Keith>. <laughs> all right. Sucks. So I, I know we've talked about a lot of the different aspects of the game. I want to get back to the visuals. I want to just freaking the biomes and the different environments you go through are so freaking beautiful, guys. And they change. For the limitations of the system. Oh my gosh. It is so incredible. It is so incredible, man. Like I, am just, I'm like right now, I'm just playing through the game. I'm just running around doing little side missions, doing little little side gigs, and it's like one minute it's the the sun is is up and everything's beautiful and, and green, and then everything's and
5: got red. Petals
1: falling from the sky. Yes, yes. And, the
5: wind hitting you. and then you go like two steps forward and you're like oh
1: it's snow yes it's snow and i'm crawling through this these white uh fields of flowers and bushes and i'm shooting people with my poison darts in their butts and it's just like it is incredible like i think that this game i have never played a game that just captured biome diversity and beauty in the art design and the style and just, and it's so buttery smooth from one section to the next, man. I just think it is absolutely incredible.
0: So I just, I don't know what you guys thought, you know, um, yeah, Kalai, what did you think? man? What did I, you think? I have no complaints. I think it's one of the best uh, scores for soundtracks ever because the soundtrack captures that time, the soundtrack of every, like I said, everything serves a purpose. Yes. The soundtrack is great. Um, and the thing is just the little things. I don't know if you play with your headset on, or if you listening to the TV, but if you have your headset on, you hear things in the background, you would never hear anywhere else where you hear a certain bird, or you could hear a cricket in the background, making a little cricket noise.
4: I'm, I'm just afraid to talk anymore. Cause I'm afraid we're going to spoil war for <laughs> I, I,
0: uh, I think that, um,
5: that my favorite um, looking biome is the bamboo like uh, yes, uh bamboo the, forest. The bamboo forest. Yeah, I like that one.
1: It's so good, dude. It's so good. I, and that is the thing, man. Like I'm I do not usually I don't usually play games around or in front of my wife. My wife's not a gamer, she doesn't really like games. We'll play we'll find things that we can do together, those interactive, you know, movies, whales, interactive games, things like that. AKA spam, the tricky sound no, not Not spam. High quality interactive television. And so we'll play those together and we quite enjoy those together. But like for the most part, I, she's just not into it. But like as I was playing through this game, cause I just didn't want to put it down. It, and I'm like, babe, look at this. I mean, I'd catch her kind of watching the screen. And I'm like, oh, she's like, dude, that's crazy. Like it, it was just, even for a non-gamer watching me go through the different biomes and the different environments and how it's div- just so beautiful. They were, and I don't think this is the most graphically intensive game that Sony's ever put out either. But I think that where the layers and layers of texture and detail, granted, there is a lot of detail, but it's so smooth and so vibrant. Everything is so clean looking. Like this game, clean is probably the word that comes to my head the most smooth and clean. Like graphically, the game just looked it was, just, I, I just, I like looking at it. I just, I like running around. I don't even care about fast traveling or being on my horse. You know, I'm just like, let's just go. Let's just get lost in this stuff. Thought it was, that was a- absolutely awesome. So Matt, you know, as far as like, uh, is there a certain territory, a certain area of the map that you thought was just that stood out to you or something that you enjoyed the most? Uh.
2: I do want to hand it over to Kali in a moment but the the first visual for me that was really striking was at that first not the first um the title card as you're galloping across the open plain and you get hit with the title card that was when I was first visually stunned by this game I mean the beach uh the beach uh, warfront was amazing, but as you are alone on your horse galloping across that plane, you get hit with the title card. That was the first time I was visually hit by this game. Um, but I did want to jump over to Kali. We were going
1: to hand it over to her earlier. Yeah, absolutely. So, Kali, what did you think about the biomes, the environments, just how everything looked?
7: I. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it was... The only thing is, I really wish I did have true 4K to see it in. I only have up 4K.
3: Why? Why?
7: <laughs> uh,
2: why? Why don't you have 4K? Jim doesn't <laughs> allow her to have the PS5 on the downstairs TV.
7: That's right. That's right. And
5: you know- oh no, you should you should buy a smaller C1. Don't they have like the 37 inches now? Like,
7: well, right now I would need like a 50 inch or like a yeah 50 inch. I think I'm looking at, and the C1s well, are no longer available.
5: Oh yeah, they're C2s now.
7: Exactly, they're C2s. You can oh, get one bad. of
5: those Sony TVs. There you go.
7: No, I don't think the Sony TVs have it. I looked at the Sony TVs.
4: Uh, no, the, the, the Zone 9 or whatever yeah, it's called. the End Zones or whatever. End Zones, games.
5: that's yeah, what it the is. Zone, yeah. The, uh, the, what, what, what are you uh, trying to get? Like, you said don't have what?
7: Uh, I want the 2.1 HDMI.
5: Oh, yeah.
6: Okay.
1: Look, I've got the, um, the, the, the Walmart brand, the knockoff 4K, the TCLs, 55-inch 4K, and it looked amazing on that. I'm playing on my Samsung 27-inch curve 2K right now. looks amazing on that.
3: 4,2, 4K. Yeah,
2: I just
1: think it's amazing. I,
2: I will say, uh, much like I'm sure everybody here, I started the game on a okay. base-level a uh, base level ps4 and then moved up to the ps4 pro and then i paid for the director's edition on the ps5 and each time just blown away by how smooth the game was and i am playing on a 4k tv at 60 hertz 60 fps and it's just the there's no not many other games that hold up to the standard that this game does with its style and its uh, artistic integrity.
7: Yeah. I do. This
5: is on uh, PlayStation plus uh, premium. Uh, that that's how I played it. Anyways, the director's cut through PlayStation plus premium. There you go.
7: I do have to say when I went to buy this for the game <laughs> club, I went back and forth if I should get the premium club. But, you know, I said to my husband, I said, you know, I, I'm going to want to get this game. And he's like, Yeah, but it's an older game. What is it going to be like? Thirty bucks, forty bucks? I'm like, no, it's seventy dollars on PS Five. He's like, seventy dollars. I was like, yeah, but I mean, I can get twenty bucks I can spend on that PS Four copy and play it. But I wound up paying that seventy dollar price tag, and you know, this game's worth that seventy dollars, even though I'm um, you know, I'm buying it on the better system.
5: I'm pretty sure the PS Five version that you bought, which is what I got on a premium,
3: is uh. It looks, it looks better. I
5: I, I think. I think it's it's a big step up from the original.
1: So I'm playing on PS4. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm playing my the PS4 version on PS5, and then I'll go and do the PS5 version next. So I get them double dip on them trophies. Auto pop. Woo! Hey, hey! I ain't too proud. there's no auto pop at this. Oh, you tried. No,
4: I <laughs> didn't try because I didn't want to be called a a, a, a cheater like I have in past years.
1: Hey, anyway, we need there, to there's, there's, te- no there's no
5: auto pop.
1: There's no auto pop.
5: Why is there a save option for your save up. What
1: I don't know, know. alright guys I'm going to kind of wrap things up here because we haven't really touched on any of the story beats yet except for the stuff that Tricky spoiled the game plays great the game by, looks by great the way
4: Kratos dies at the end
1: oh wow Joel wow alright so I said Kratos I know it was a joke <laughs> Um, so, you know, let's talk about the story a little bit well, now, I want to do it in a very respectful way like, I don't want to spoil anything at the end Let's not knock out some of the big story beats But what did you guys think um, overall?
5: You can auto-pop it, guys I just looked he it just- <laughs> Tricky is
1: wrong Hashtag oh. Tricky was wrong Alright, there we go well, I'm auto-pop hey, of- It my- seems to be running thread lately Hey, hey you know what? A broken clock is right twice a day. You will get your time. But Eventually. tricky, let's start with you man. Let's start with the story. What did you think about the story overall? Again, without spoiling anything else because you've already you've already put your foot in your mouth.
3: Uh yeah. Again, I'm sorry, Kali. It's all uh,
4: right. Uh, I like the story. I think they could have done Like I said, like I said earlier in the show. I think they could have done
3: a good path through and a bad path through. Um but I understand what they why they did what they did, but uh, overall, I was happy with the story. I just didn't like the ending,
4: and I can't really say why because that would be a spoiler.:
3: Yeah let's not let's not spoil that.:
4: Yeah, but I didn't like the ending because it confuses how the second game is going to start
3: because we all know the second game is going to start uh, is coming and that's all i say cuz otherwise i'll spoil all right all right thomas what did you think about the story
0: I thought the story was amazing it was well put together and the writing team who did this uh should be back to write other games as well the one thing i can say without spoiling anything is that not only is jim conflicted from within but it also makes the player conflicted of how they want to use it cuz uh, i believe it was uh, jt who said earlier that he felt it was almost dishonorable to actually use ghost mode because he wanted to fight him straight up because, you know, the way of the samurai and the code of the samurai. So the game is, is conflicting because think about it every day we choose like, you know, to either lie to somebody or tell them the truth, depending upon if they can handle the truth or, or they're better off handling the lie because you're trying to spare their feelings. And when you're conflicted as much as Jin is in all his decision making and what he's trying to do for his people, because remember, it's not about him anymore. It's about his people trying to, to, you know, scave off this invading horde of Mongolians who just want to overtake, overrun, and destroy everything in their path.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I I totally agree. I thought that uh, the, the internal conflict was great. Um, I like the story so far. Again, I I haven't finished act three. I am well into act three. As a matter of fact, I'm going to save right now and just to see how many hours I'm into the game in general. I know I was 42 hours before today. I was 42 hours and 40, or excuse me, 28 minutes before today. Um, but you know, so far the tales have been awesome. You know, the story of Jen's progression and he, he was kind of a punk to start with. You know, he was a little bit of a wimp. And he keeps having these flashbacks of these decisions that he didn't make and his struggles. Yes, I'm about 45 hours in right now. And uh, I mean, old rich boy. very much. I mean, he very much came from, you know, a, a legacy and he didn't quite measure up. And he was very lucky and fortunate to survive some of the things he has survived. And then from there, his story progressing. And then just each, the way the story mm-hmm. has been told has been so it's been so good. And to me, the set pieces haven't been so high up, like and they haven't been such dramatic. Oh my gosh, that happened. But it's been just enough, just drip feeding me good quality story to where the high highs aren't super high and the lows aren't super low. It's all paced pretty well and very enjoyable. It's a nice forward progression, I guess is the best way to put it. And you know the the story beats and the things that they did. You know the betrayals and the different things that you experience. To speak about it very vaguely, man, I just I'm all about it. I thought it's been great, and some of it, you know, those, like I know, so I think it was uh, Matt or someone had said that you know some of the IGN articles said that the uh, or not IGN articles, but some of the reviews said that the things were a little bit uh, predictable, and. You know what? There were, there's were been aspects I was like, yeah, I saw that coming, but you know what? I welcomed it because... Sometimes that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not bad, you know? And this has been a very good experience. It's through and through. If my experience stopped right now and I didn't play another minute of it, um, I would have said, man, this was excellent. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed myself and I want more. I want a sequel. So I am 100% going to... Finish this game, I will go for the platinum. And I think that uh, Thomas has sold me on this Legends mode. So I think I'm pretty, pretty excited. So, JT, story wise, what did you think? Spoiler free I, I,
5: uh, I thought that it was amazing. Honestly, it
3: feels one shotty It ended in a way that you don't really need the second one. I disagree. Well, maybe
0: that's you can have a second one, but with a different uh, protagonist.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think Jin needs to be the main character. I mean, I agree with you 100. The way, the way, I, th- I think his story is definitely
5: done. If they do do a, a different one, because it ended. I didn't see any holes when I when I finished that game.
3: The only thing I'll say about that and because one of
4: the arguments, because obviously going back to The Last of Us, after we after a majority of the people finished The Last of Us, a lot of people said we didn't need a second one. And with this one, I kind of want to see where it goes with Jin. And again, it's the, it's the reason why I didn't like the ending is why I say we need a second one featuring Jin. Hmm.
1: That's interesting. I, I like mean, the way you've worded uh, this. It Makes me want to experience it.
5: I mean, I'm not. I, 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 can't, I, I can't really argue the point because then it would lead to a spoiler. Okay. But, yeah.
1: Let's let's stay away yeah, from that as that's as, as possible. We can't really uh, talk about it because it's a spoiler.
7: I'm <laughs> sorry. Gonna, I'm
5: gonna I tried. It, I'm gonna type it to you on <laughs> Facebook right now.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, Kalai. What do you think about the story so far?
7: I mean so far I mean the beginning for me was just pretty much like okay this is kind of like a bland story starting out you know typical oh bad guy invades uh you know person is uh, almost dies but they're going to come back from the ashes uh, so I mean so far I'm not impressed with like the main storyline some of the um Other storylines, like the, you know, like the supporting characters, are pretty good.
3: I dig it. I dig it. I dig it.
2: All right. All right, Matt. What about you? I appreciate Kali bringing up the side characters because that was actually the point I was going to make. A lot of the side missions and what Jin does with his counterparts makes up a lot of why i think this game succeeds the the uh ishikawa side story with hunting his protege particularly Uh, sticks in my mind you know it is it a trope that there's a master who teaches somebody that becomes evil and now they have to go correct their mistake absolutely but it's done so well in this game and everything you do with that mission you know Jin respects Uh, Ishikawa and for his archery skills and seeks him out specifically for that because he needs a weapon that can help fight the Mongols at range and then you hear that it's that phrase they say don't ever meet your heroes because Ishikawa is a crotchety old man who nobody ever holds up to his standards and it's because he's scorned by the protege who uh, he regrets teaching the Lady Adachi Storyline where she's trying to gain vengeance for the slaughter of her husband and her family. Uh, even the con artist Kenji is yep. hilarious to go through his missions and how he always keeps getting himself into trouble.
0: Oh yeah, those are the funniest ones. It, uh, yeah, I love everything. What a light, good breakup in story. Absolutely,
5: the Kenji one is is just like the funniest like thing. Uh, that guy's always getting into trouble.
2: <laughs> but for me, uh, the, the antagonist Koten Khan, it's, I love what they did and how they, they portrayed him, you know, this cerebral plotting guy who just, you know, he's always five steps ahead of everybody else. Yep. Um, And there's certain scenes in the game that just the brutality of what he does and how he acts to achieve his end goals is just so amazing. And I don't think they compromise that at any point. You know, there's plenty of other games where we play where the antagonist gets compromised to the point where they don't, um, You know, it's a fatal flaw that they have that causes the hero to gain the upper hand. But in this, it's like he doesn't even fall victim to hubris. It's just he was bested. He gets bested. And not that that's a spoiler. Anybody should be able to see that that's what comes up. But taking him on and having to do what Jin does drives Jin away from his samurai code to drive the mongols from his home and that's the huge part of the game like that's the central theme of Jin sacrifices his samurai code to save his home and to and himself and yep. it yeah absolutely and to me all of that rolls together so perfectly in what the game does that is it predictable in parts yes is it well
1: executed absolutely absolutely yes And it's just like, you know, like Thomas said earlier, that's okay. It's, it doesn't have to be this, you know, sometimes a predictable story and a straightforward story is a great story. And, and I, I want to just kind of just put, kind of put a little bit on top of that. I thought it was dreams for part two, man. Yes, absolutely. I thought it was, I think so far, everything I've experienced has been great. It has kept me engaged. I'm into these characters. I'm into the side characters. Um, I think that the tales are awesome. I think that the little bits and pieces that this game throws into the environment to, like Kali said in the beginning, squirrel, wait a minute. There's a thing I need to go look at. It does what everyone says they love about Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring. You know, you're in a world. Nobody loved Breath of the Wild. Right, and nobody liked Elder either, but I, liked he, I just swear Horizon to God. And
5: nobody, and nobody liked, nobody <laughs> I had
2: to do Horizon it, Matt. You know I had to do that. Not as nobody,
5: nobody liked Horizon Forbidden
2: West. Hey,
1: easy,
5: easy. JT, easy.
2: you Whoa. know, are you both trying to get
1: at me tonight? Uh, <laughs> do.
7: You know what the sad part is, Matt? It's your it's your birthday week. They should be nice to that's you. That's right. Happy
1: birthday, sucker! Right. Nobody, ha-
7: Nobody was nice
4: <laughs> to me on my birthday week.
7: That's, that's right. because That's you, turkey.
1: Happy true. birthday! Ah, check it out, guys. I want to. I want to. Let's let's get some closing thoughts on there. We're coming up on the two hour mark. This has been a fantastic conversation. I really hope that the community has enjoyed this. I hope that we echo your thoughts. And I would love to invite anyone who's listened to this podcast to comment in the YouTube threads, comment in the Facebook group, comment in the Discord. Let us know what you thought about uh, your time with Ghosts of Tsushima. Do you want a sequel? Uh, How did you feel about the horse dying since uh, Tricky spoiled that for us? And uh, I just want to know, I want to know everyone's kind of general consensus, general thoughts on it. I think this has been great. I think that doing these episodes, these Game of the Month clubs, even though technically we don't do them every month, uh, I think this has been great. And having new guests, Thomas, thank you for coming on. JT, having you come back. Matt, you are always welcome here, man. It's, it's It's great to have you. Tricky, you're my boy, you know. Obviously, My boy, blue. that's right. And then Kalai, you know, coming in clutch each and every week. Thank you guys for coming on here and just talking about this because. This stuff is fun to me. This is what I look forward to. I love playing games. I love experiencing games. But what I really love is getting together with like-minded people that I enjoy their conversations and then talking about a game. Because we don't always see eye-to-eye on everything. And everyone has their own interpretation and their own perspective. And I think tonight, we are a lot of, we're in unison on this one. But you know what? Maybe next time we won't be.
7: I have a question so. for you, Daryl. Absolutely. What is next month's
1: I am so glad you asked, Clyde. Because That's as guy, as I was talking, I was bringing up um, the Loot Bros Patreon. It's almost like we were uh, a little bit in sync there. So, and
7: you know, just to, for the audience, I, he really didn't prompt me to say that. I really That's was asking. Right. asked Like,
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> we- Eli has learned how to self- shamelessly plug yourself.
1: There you go. There you go. Hey, if, if you don't plug yourself, who uh- you will?
5: No, it would have it sounded, sounded more authentic if you just didn't mention that you were trying to set it up.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I didn't, so there you go. Okay. No, I did. Either way, so check it out, guys. Each and every, um, oh, I don't want to say month because that's not telling you right Well, here's what we're doing, guys. On the Loot Bros Patreon, if you are a patron, you have the voting rights. You have the opportunity to go on there and vote on the next community game of the Month Club. Now, the way we pick these games... As we come together and we pick games that are available on the subscription services and or if they were on the PS Plus, Xbox Games with Gold, um, whatever the epic free games are. We try to pick things that the vast majority of gamers have access to and that you don't necessarily have to, you're not required to buy into. All right. So what we did was we compile all of the host and co-hosts of the Loot Bros podcast and our other um, you know shows that we do spinoffs. You know, like I, we we always throw Matt in there because he's he's a, he's our OG. He's our good guy. And what we do is we uh, we come together with a list of ten games, and then at the end of each game club, we post them on the Loot Bros uh, Patreon for the patrons to vote on. Okay. So whether you're in at the $1 tier, the $5 tier, the $10 or the $25, you have voting rights um, to choose the next community game club game. And the first one, we did Dead Space. This one was obviously Ghost of Tsushima. The next one, all right, with forty four percent of the votes was Deathloop. Uh,
4: Origi- I don't know. Deathloop doesn't sound too oosy to me.
5: Uh <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm I think I'm uh Gonna opt
1: out of this one. Alright, alright. Well, so here's what we had, guys. Uh, we put 10 games up. We put Halo 4, Man of Medan, Death Loop, a playtale Requiem, the Evil Within, Bug Snacks, Bug Snacks, excuse me. I uh, no,
3: I can't well, wait to play that well, one. It, it's it's the second
1: one. Oh man, I can't I can't wait. Um the Ratchet and <laughs> Clank 2016, Skyrim, uh Siphon Filter, and uh, Hitman. And we had a three-way tie of 33%, 33%, and 33% for siphon filter, okay? I was joking, by the way. It's not – it was not death loop. Um, <laughs> it's a three-way tie. So here's what we got, okay? <sighs> what, what we're going to do is, since the patrons couldn't come to a consensus, all right, I am going to take this list. I'm going to submit it to the – Community in the Facebook group and the Discord, and then we will give it a week to see which of the three we go through. So our three-way tie is between Death Loop, Ratchet and Clank 2016, and Siphon Filter. That's not very conclusive.
7: Wait, that. wait. What are the three oh. choices? I'm sorry.
1: <clears throat> um, it is our three-way tie is between Death Loop, Ratchet and Clank 2016, and Siphon Filter.
6: Wow.
5: I hope it's right during Clank 2016 so I don't have to actually play it, uh, play it.
1: So, yeah. Now, I didn't, I couldn't, you know, it was a three way tie. And then I have technically, oh, I, I have that a tie, was
3: because of me. Tie. I, I, I know you did.
1: I know you went on there, you little troll, and you picked it. <laughs> so, but here's the thing if I use the actual Loot Bros account, I can pick one to sway the votes, uh, but I'm not going to do that. So, what I decided to do. do Now, I'm going to – we're going to turn it over to the community, okay? So the the patrons couldn't decide, so we're going to turn it over to the community. We will turn that loose. As a matter of fact, this will be live from the time you hear this. So on the day this goes live, so will the poll in the Facebook groups. You guys will have to run in there. We'll give it a week, and then whatever out of those three you guys decide, we will then move forward with that game. I selfishly hope it's Syphon Filter just because I want to replay that and get the Platinum in
3: There you uh, go. Oh man, I know. Well, my
5: my issue with playing that game is just the dated control.
1: It's jank. It is it so is jank, but I love it.
5: Super jank.
1: It's super giant. All right, guys, uh, real quick, any closing thoughts? Matt, we're going to start with you. We're going to Matt, Kali, JT, Thomas, then Tricky to end us out. Anything you want to say as we are getting out of here? That's dangerous to let me go last, by the way. Yes, that's right. Bring up the rear, boy. That's what she said.
6: Oh,
2: Hey-o. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to leave this with a quote uh, from Yakuza game director, Toshihiro Nagoshi where he says, to be honest, we, meaning Japan, were beaten. Yeah, of course we're losing. Honestly, I think that game should be made in Japan. In other words, a lot of people took that quote incorrectly at the beginning. And what he actually meant was the team that developed this game put so much of their time and effort making an authentic representation of Tsushima and all of the parts that go into it, and they paid so much respect to the culture that he's surprised that the game wasn't made in Japan. Yes, and I think now that Ubisoft came out and goes, "Hey, everybody, we're finally doing a uh, yeah. Assassin's Creed in in Japan." Everybody's like, "We already got our Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Screw off, Ubisoft. We don't need your game." Uh, that, that's a lie. I know there's a lot of people that want Assassin's Creed Japan, but it's everything that this game was a love letter to the culture and environment around Tsushima. And I, for one, am very excited to see what they do with the second game. Yes. 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 All right. Kalai.
7: All right. So Ghost of Tsushima, fantastic game. I can't wait to beat it. I It's like literally on my list. I keep trying to sit down to play it for a long period of time. Hopefully I would get it soon, but here's my closing thoughts marvel snap is a very awesome game you can play <laughs> on your phone, <laughs> and, we, and we have a discord uh group going on talking about all of our different decks and how we're doing and in fact today we had somebody else join our little discord group and, and he showed me his deck and i said oh that looks really whoa, familiar whoa, whoa. So that Ooh. looks really familiar. I said, "Did you beat me today with that deck?" And he, he said, what's "What <laughs> name?" <laughs> I said, "Miley." And he said, "I think I did."
1: <laughs> Dang, Jim, <laughs> this easy, is, man. Uh, don't beat her with your deck. This is getting a little <laughs> racy in here.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna come over and consult I mean, Jim.
1: This G, you. guys, we I mean, need this G. Jim's over there beating her with his deck. <laughs> That's just. <laughs>
7: But seriously, all right, but seriously, join our Discord. We have fantastic des- discussions on the game of the month. We have fantastic discussions on Marvel Snap. We have I, I we post all kinds of stuff in there. So join yep. our join our Discord. Yep.
3: That's a great, great place. All right, JT, what are your closing thoughts? Uh, great game. Purple.
5: Delta bat
1: oh gosh i knew it i knew it. i can't believe that you almost made the whole show <laughs>
5: <laughs> purple veiny rubber dildo bat
3: oh my gosh all right well,
5: let's make it metal and mm-hmm. whack people with it dear lord it's all now it's a saber
1: Unfortunately, we did lose another good chunk of the show right here Uh, So what I wanted to do was kind of fill in and say a couple things A, Thomas, you were a great guest I hate that you didn't get uh, your closing thoughts in here But I did appreciate you coming on And B, Tricky does go on a long diatribe Again, talking about how much better of a gamer I am than him And how much he is so glad I'm his friend And he wishes that we lived closer so we could hang out in person All right, Tricky (laughs) Get us out of here for a J.D. Go, he has a, has a poop sock spasm. Well, first
4: I just want to give a shout out to Ace the Papa Duck uh, for beating Kali and Marvel Snap today. Ah. Uh, I, I also just, you know, I also want to say that uh, Breath of the Wild is not a Zelda game. Yes, yes. And uh, I'm going to leave you guys with a quote uh, from the game. Uh, Kodakon said this. Do you want to know how I was prepared for today? I learned. I, le- I know your language, your traditions, your beliefs, which village to tame and which to burn. That is and a perfect example of what the use. developers did to make this game. Yes. Yes. Poop Absolutely. socks,
5: everyone.
1: Dude, that, that quote, that one line specifically from Khan was so freaking amazing. And then he's like, all right, now you kill your friend. <laughs> 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 it was so cool, man. That dude was such a great bad guy. He was brutal and ruthless and i freaking loved it so all right guys this has been the loot bros podcast thank you so much for for all my guests for all my co-hosts thank you guys for listening thank you guys for checking us out each and every week thank you for those who subscribe to the patreon and you go the extra mile and you're putting in and listening to all these extra shows because we put a lot of content out i mean i didn't put the deep dive out at the beginning of the month because we were dropping extra content almost every day so the deep dive will drop By the time you hear this, it'll already be live. Um, But definitely, guys, thank you so much for all your support. Thank you for checking out the YouTube. And thank you guys for the feedback on the YouTube. I don't typically do video. I've started to experiment with adding video uh, in a little bit here. And um, you know, we had the big Holy Grail video drop this past week. And so far, the reception has been good. I mean, not a ton of views, but I didn't expect there to get a ton um, because we don't typically do stuff like that. But um, yes, found my Holy Grail in the wild. I whooped Zach's booty in our little uh, monthly challenge. With a poop sock. With a poop sock, that's right. So this is the Loot Bros Podcast. We're out of here. Poop
4: socks! Oh, oh, Daryl, just so you know, my horse died, so I fed it to my brothers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, I'm going to come in one more final time on this show. Uh, it was an interesting edit, great show. You know, we go weeks and weeks and weeks in a row with having these perfect, flawless, one-take shows. And then every now and again, the Internet gets a little squirrely. And because we're recording from all over the nation, sometimes it's issues. issue. But you know what? We had a great time. We made the best of it. Absolute blast. Thanks again to the guests. Guys, I just created a new Facebook group. So here's what I want you to do. If you are a South Carolina local, okay or maybe maybe georgia maybe north carolina maybe one of the surrounding states and you want to be a part of this that's totally cool i created a group in facebook i'll put the link um, in our facebook group in our discord group and in the actual show notes in the bio but if you are a south carolina local I create a group called the South Carolina Video Game Exchange, and what I want to do is I want to grab and have as many of you guys that are game, uh, game players, game collectors, buyers, sellers, whatever, I want you guys to jump into the group uh, add yourself add your friends add your family get in there post your games for sale post your stuff for trade i mean even if you are not necessarily a local but you don't mind doing the old uh the old shiparoo and jump in there we'd love to have you guys post up the stuff you have for sale post up the stuff you have for trade post up that stuff come be a part of it Uh, we are partnering With some of the local game stores Some of the used game stores And we are trying to build a community Where we can go We're actually tentatively planning Maybe doing some live podcast stuff I am going to have some of the owners And some of the operators of these stores On the show very soon So I'm really excited to have that. To interview them, what's it like to start a game store? You know what I'm saying? What does it take to start a used game store? Guys like me who have a basement that's basically a game store. You know, It's like, I've got the collection for it, but what does it take? What do you got to do? And what what, what are some of the challenges and some of the really hilarious stories, maybe really uh, wild and rare trade-ins that you get? So uh, we're going to be having uh, a couple of guys and gals on that run these stores on the show. So go check it out. South Carolina Video Game Exchange. That is my new group. Group. I'll be posting up some stuff in there And I'm going to hopefully get some deals out of it So thank you guys so much I'm going to end the show with the traditional um, You know, one of the songs I wrote this time I've actually been kind of kicking around the idea Of kind of firing this band back up This Exit Humanity And so we're going to lead with some 1111 We're going to leave, I said lead We're going to leave We're going to lead the leave with Eleven Eleven from Exit Humanity